0: Hold him! Things in uh, somewhat of a chaotic state oh. here. Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation oh. by the World oh. Wrestling Federation oh. into what happened oh. here tonight. And I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching. Deep Yassi, I had Virgil in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, me, Gene, would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pension 2 time referee. How much money on the plastic surgery? How much money did he spend to pay the referee off when I turned around me, Gene? They were identical. Identical. Right, right here, Hulk. Here it look is now. Look at the now. shoulder, brother. There. Look at the shoulder. That's him. The referee has paid off, brother. Look at the $100 bill falling out of his pocket. I know you're disappointed. Oh, Hulk, Hogan, and Vince McMahon, Tessie, and
1: His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crap? I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, bruh, you listening to the sports desk?
2: Sports desk. Hey,
1: this
3: is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. To another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your mans one more time, Deirdre L. Hicks Jr. And remember folks, as I do every week,
1: that I am here to give it to you real and uncut. And it's your man Black, one of your favorite sports audiences back in the building once again. D, let's do it. Yes, yeah, sir.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have an action-packed show for you guys today. A lot of things to get into. It is currently Sunday around 7 p.m. Me and Black have the All-Star festivities playing uh, in the room with us, man. So uh, I think the Skills Challenge just completed has a bonus from the Pacers win that uh, 30 in a row for a big man winning the skills challenge. What's up point guards? What's up (laughs) shooting guards? What's up? Uh, three men, small fours. What's up? You know, so me and black, you'll hear us, you know, blurt out some things here and there think they're getting ready to do the three-point contest in a second. But, of course, they are talking All-Star, like like I just mentioned. We're going to talk to some uh, more NBA. Blake Griffin to the Brooklyn Nets. Me and Black will give our sentiments on that move that took place today. we also talk some NFL. J.J. Watt to the Cardinals? Hmm, were you shocked by that? We'll talk about it. We're going to talk some Russell Wilson. It's heating up each and every week it's he never rust possibly exiting seattle we're going to talk about it as well ufc 259 took place man we're going to talk adesanya and Blockowitz. we're going to talk amanda nunez and the controversy that we never seen before yan funk master mm, mm, mm. we're going to talk about it and uh a few more a few more things and we're going to get out of here but black how you Yo. doing, man? What's going on with you? Not much, man. Happy to be back, man. Everything good? Yes, sir. Good, good, good. Glad to hear. Now, Black, you know, here at the sets, man, you know, we're very vigilant to things that come out in the sports world, and we talk about a lot of things, man. And, Black, is so ironic. Last week we talked about... Uh, from the I Am Athlete podcast with Ocho Cinco, Brandon Marshall, Crowder, Fred Taylor. They had Cam Newton on there. Great podcast. Great show. Go check them out. But they were talking about personal versus Peter Ward. And son, it seemed like it was right on schedule. Mm-hmm. Something came out. A list that complements the conversation that we had last week when we had the great Iconic Freddie Bricks, call in And Chief Rocker give us their thoughts on that But this week man They got a list out They have a list And boy We are going to get into this list Now we got our college football correspondent Cedric Farr We're going to be giving him a call In just a few minutes But me and Black We're going to go ahead and dig into this list A little bit And we're going to get Couple on the line So Black This list is the most Most exciting College football players of all time. 10-man list. Now, here's the list. 10 through 1. Here we go. Jabril, Jabril Peppers was at number 10, followed by Michael Vick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and number 9, Peter, Peter Warwick at number 8. Braxton Miller at 7. Lamar Jackson at 6. Johnny Manziel at five, Christian McCaffrey four, Saquon Barkley three, Tavon Austin at number two, and the number one player on this list was Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. Now, Black, you've had a little time to sit with this list, what a don't give me the players on this list. What were your immediate thoughts when you saw these ten players on the most exciting college football players of all time? What were your uh, thoughts?
1: I w- at first I was like they kind of got it right for nine of them, not ten though. Mm, okay. You know, so uh, I would I would have never put Jabir Peppers on this list. He wasn't exciting one bit to me at Michigan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, what the excitement came at with your Bill Preppers. Mm-hmm. But uh he wouldn't have been on this list. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be replaced with either uh mm-hmm. Percy Harvin mm-hmm. or even one of the most exciting guys that me and D love to watch every Saturday. And that's what that's that's kind of what got us into Pac-12 football before Reggie Bush and USC, Deshaun Jackson at Cal. Mm-hmm. Why is he on this list? Mm-hmm. One of the most exciting players in college football. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I on this list, man, I was shocked to see Tavon Austin, but I got to remembering Tavon Austin at West Virginia was electric, electric, electric. Mm. Um, Christian McCaffrey, okay. I, I can deal with it. Johnny Manziel, I think he should have been higher. Okay. I think he should have been higher on this list. Okay. Because he had a, it seemed like Johnny Manziel had a movement. He, did. he was at a and know. Did. He, did. he had a movement, so I think he should have been high on the list. Lamar Jackson definitely should have been higher. Braxton Miller, D, for me, I just don't. Keep it real. He Let's, has to come off, thank D. Thank you. Let's talk he about has to, this. He has to come off, D, because Keep it real. Braxton Miller should not be on this list. In my opinion, to have Michael Vick and, per- and Peter Rourke this low is, is outrageous to me. Egregious. They definitely should be in the top five. They should definitely be in the top five. But uh, other than that, and other than uh, Braxton Miller and Jabril Preppers, I'm replacing them with Percy Harvin and uh, Deshaun Jackson, Uh in my opinion. Uh But they should come off. Uh Everyone else on this list, they rap where they belong. Okay. All right. Well, I have one name. Just one?
3: No, no, I have oh, one name oh, that oh. should be on this list, but I have several players who oh, shouldn't be on this. Several? Yeah, Tavon Austin, we'll see you. He was C- on Electrifying D, one, on. one D, year. Come on. He was Electrifying one season. One season when West Virginia went 12-1. and One season with him and Pat White. Before then, he was a specialist punt returner. Just because you're good at punt returning doesn't mean you're one of the most
1: exciting players. He was exciting that year. He was just a punt returning Me person- get returner kick Me personally, he and does not.
3: They- he don't make my list. Okay. He don't okay. make my list. Second name on this list that shouldn't be here, Braxton Miller. <laughs> this is god-awful that his name is on this list. Next, Jabril freaking Peppers. I ain't saying Jabari Peppers wasn't good at Michigan, cause he was. He was very good at Michigan, but he should not. He was not exciting on this same list. Where <laughs> is Cameron Nguyen Oh man, on this list, where is he? Mm. If you made this list and you are hearing my voice, my name is Dedrick Hicks Jr. Find me
2: I on Twitter
3: and Instagram, and let's have a conversation. Where is Cameron Newell? Where is Percy Harvin? Where is he? Where is he? Now we get ready to call our college football correspondent, but I got one. No, Deshaun Jackson. I, he, <laughs> <laughs> D, it wasn't one year. He close. You're oh, right. Oh, okay. he, He's close. He's close. But I'm looking but at you. Leave for, him off, though. Ba- barely leave him off. Okay. I All barely right. leave him off. Okay, McCaffrey, excellent. Manziel, excellent. Lamar Jackson should have been first, a second, a third on this list. Hold on, bro. I got Wait. one more name. Hold okay. on, hold on. Let me get this one off. Michael Vick is number nine on this list. Tell me a player. Tell me a player who was musty. Every Saturday, besides Cam Newton, that's the only name I give you. Give me one other player on this list or any list, period, that was a mandatory must-see TV. Give me one. I'm saying mandatory. You could afford a Mr. Christian McCaffrey game, sure. You could have even miss a Mr. Johnny Manziel game unless he was playing Alabama, LSU, or a Titan. A big Titan in the SEC. But I don't care if Michael Vick was playing Southern Eastern Citadel. (laughs) I don't care if he was playing Florida State. I don't care if he was playing Miami. I don't care if he was playing Wolfson High School. Shout out to the Wolfpack. I don't care where Michael Vick was playing. He is and was the biggest attraction outside of those USC Trojans Mm. with Reggie Bush and Cam Newton. That is the ticket. That is the ticket. That people need to see. And it is egregious <laughs> that Michael Vick is number nine on this list. Go ahead, Black, with that. So,
1: so let's do this before we get said in here. Let's give them the reduced lunch list mm-hmm. from from 10 to 1. What you say? I, you you want to roll that out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I let, think we let's should try roll that best. out. Let's try our the best. Reduced, the reduced lunch sports desk top, most, top 10 most exciting college football players of all time. Okay. I'm going to try my best here. I'm going to try my best here. Number 10,
3: Christian McCaffrey. Okay. From this list. At number nine, I'ma go. I'ma go I'ma go Johnny Manziel at number nine. Okay. On this list. At number eight. Hmm. At number eight. I'ma I'ma, I'ma go Saquon at number eight. I'ma put Ward over him. I'ma put Peter Wark over Saquon Bartley. So I got Saquon at eight. I'ma go Peter Ward at seven. I'ma go. Man, I'm going to go – I'm going to go – God, dang. I'm going to go Reggie Bush at six. Mm, Okay. I'm going to go Bush at six, and in front of him, I'm going to put Harvin at five. I'm going to put Percy Harvin over Reggie Bush, okay? It's it's close, but that's what I'm going. At number four, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. At number three, I am going to go Cameron Newton. At number two – excuse me. At number two – at number mm, I don't know who's at number two. I probably said said number two already, but at number one, I'm gonna go Michael Vick. Okay. Michael Vick is my most exciting college football player of all time. So I'm gonna go Michael Vick at number one.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh at number 10, for, at number 10 for me, I'm gonna go Johnny Manziel at number 10. I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey at number nine. I'm going to go Saquon at eight. I'm going to go. um, Ooh. I'm going to go Reggie Bush at seven. Mm. I'm going to go Peter Warwick at six. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Percy Harvin at five. Mm hmm. I'm going Chris, Chris, I'm keeping Christian McCaffrey right where he is. Okay, at, four? at number four. Wow.
3: Okay.
1: I'm going to put. Uh, oh man. You got Bush left. I got Bush left. And Vic. I, and, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm putting. I'm putting Deshaun Jackson at three. Oh wow. Okay. I'm putting uh, Lamar Jackson at two. Okay. And I'm putting Michael Vick at 1. At number 1. Yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I just think it's a lot of vitriol in this list. It is. It is. It I is wonder who do the voting.
1: Like who who does I'm the not, voting? I think
3: the list I think the list came from I don't know where the list came from, but I don't know if it was voted on or not, but it's egregious.
1: Yeah, if I'm can I'm like crazy. Cedric <laughs> Farr.
3: Yes sir. Tyrone Couple. <laughs> what it do? How's it going, man? Going well. How y'all doing? Hey, hey we what's doing up, good. man? Hey, said what's man. What up, Black? Like? Glad to have you back on the sports test, my boy. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. So man, I sent you a list early in the day, man. I know you had some time to go over and look at it. Me and Black kind of dove in already uh to the mm-hmm. list. And we want to give you a a chance to kind of let us know, number one, I want to know your thoughts immediately when you saw this list. Not about who was on it or who was off. Just when you seen these 10 players on this list, what were your initial thoughts, Ed? Uh, It's trash. Mm. (laughs) It's
4: trash. Uh, But I say that, but it's like, in here, teachers on, you know, everybody entitled to their opinion, but I need Mr. Tavon Austin to make it make sense.
3: Mm, okay, to me,
4: I got you. Um, I'll start at the back end. You want me to go down? Who I, who I got gripes with? Well, and what, well, how we yeah. With?
3: Let me let me know who should not have been on this list at all, and then let me know. At all? Yeah, let me know who shouldn't have been on this list. I want to know from you who should not have been on here, and then I want to know who should have been on it. Uh,
4: well, just thinking about overall. Most of the time, when people make lists. He wasn't even humble enough to exclude itself, so that's the first gripe. <laughs> like who does that? Uh-huh. We've heard some of the highest athletes of all boom. see, even in the only God knows that they lying. uh uh-huh. If it's a false humility, but he couldn't even give us that. Uh-huh. So that was the first gripe. Um, Gabriel peppers, come on. Mm. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about Charles Wilson. Even if you even if it wasn't Charles Wilson, they did have another Heisman trophy with them, uh, Desmond Howe. Mm, okay. Uh Michael Dick, uh Braxton Miller. Who was who was really? Right. Who was I can't wait to see Braxton Miller. Correct. Not nobody I know. Nope. Hmm. Uh Saquon, too recent. Mm. To me. Uh, I've seen other running backs that were better. Mm. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he was cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, and like I said, I already said even Tavon Austin. Like I said, he put himself on there.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And even the fact that he couldn't even put his. I, I, I was trying to look it up before you called, but didn't him and Pat White play together?
3: Yeah, same mm-hmm. backfield. So why not? You can even you got other quarterbacks over here before you boy. So 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 are you say so are you saying Tavon Austin made this list? On the list? No, you were saying. You, who made this list? Do you know who made it? What you mean? Do I know who made it? Oh, I thought oh, you, Tavon Austin. Yeah, this is his list. Oh, this is Tavon Austin's list. That's why he's number two. Did yes. not know that.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I definitely. We did, did not know, know that.
3: that. Yes,
4: this is Tavon Austin's list.
3: Oh, I see it at the bottom. Oh, Via Tay Austin's. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Wow. So
4: that's, yeah. So okay. now, like I was saying, he put himself on the list. Who does that? Right. And then, two, you need to put your man's on there, Pat White. Yeah. Because Pat White was so, good. Yes, he was. Uh, that was just trash to me. Oh. Um, Who
3: should have been who on would
4: here? But long, uh, you gotta. It's, it's tough because there's so many guys. But the, to make one easier, I'll take brill off. I'll put uh, my man, Charles Wilson. Mm. Uh Peter Wark is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got beef with Lamar Jackson. I, I, he won the Heisman, but he didn't win anything. So He, he that won the Heisman? I know him? he won the Heisman, but it was like, he didn't win any like my well, old, you know well say it
3: they not going off winning. You're right, you're right. I'll leave
4: it alone, I'll leave it alone. Okay. It alone. Okay. Alone. We just talking about we talking about exciting yes. players. Exciting. Uh okay. I will take Sequan and Christian McCaffrey off. Mm. I gotta put Percy on. Okay. I gotta put uh Ooh. It's hard, because I don't want to put Cam on there, but I I, I did say exciting. <laughs> I did. Okay. Uh shoot, I even put Devin Hester on there. Oh, Over that's a good one. Yeah. There. That's a good one. And no beef with Brett, no beef with Reggie. Right, um, right. That's about it. Like I said, it's about
3: half the list was cool, the other half was like, come on. So Well who well tell me who is your number one guy? Who's who's your number one no Let's let's back. Let's put you on the seat. Give me your top five okay. out of the names on this list and the names you included. Give me your top five most exciting players. Top five. Top five I've seen or top five on this list. Just uh, period. You can no, You can just use the names on period, this list, but just give uh, me your top five most exciting players. Period. period uh, Reggie, Reggie Bush, Peter Ward, Percy
4: Harmon, Charles Woodson, and. I wouldn't say this dude was exciting, but he was like one I was in all on watching on Saturdays. Ricky Williams. Who? Ricky Williams, the running back from Texas. Okay. Okay. My personal. Okay. Yeah. Do you have That's an admiration for Ricky five. Williams when he was in college? He was dope. He was just so dope to me. Like I said, Texas was on NBC on Saturdays, and I was right there with him. Are you right? They were. And he had a, they a were. quarterback. He played with a dude named James Brown.
3: Right. So, <laughs> yeah, that was my. He was one of my favorite running backs. Okay. Okay. Well, we with you too, man. We I, we had some issues with this list yeah, as well. We did. Uh, Peppers and Braxton Miller uh, and Tavon Austin for sure. They were out of here um, on, on my list. Uh, Black made a compelling right. argument for Tavon's. I think his last year at West Virginia with him and Pat White. Um
1: yeah, that maybe warrant him
3: being on the list, but nah, he can go.
1: So so uh say let me ask you this. I bring, I bring up I bring up Deshaun Jackson, his G at What you think what you thought about his him being exciting? He was, man. He did <laughs> yeah. uh who's that? Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee and I wanna no never mind. They, I don't know if they I, the
4: only thing I remember sticking out to me was when he <laughs> dusted Tennessee. Uh, as far as exciting, like, overall, because uh, he does say of all time. I don't know if he get there, but if we brought in the list of 10, I, I probably wouldn't argue with that. But, like I said, that's the only time, like, moment that sticks out to me, that game against Tennessee, like, an overall career.
1: Okay, okay. Like, you, know, huge. you know what I'm
4: saying? Like, like, I hate to keep throwing Percy on there, but you even alluded to it on the last show. The moment Percy got the floor.
1: Yeah It was a wrap It was a wrap It was a
3: wrap It was a wrap So
4: <laughs> That's what's
1: up Wait yo yeah, Okay um, Yeah
3: we uh We just wanted to give you a call man And Just get your thoughts on this list Cause I was offended <laughs> I was offended <laughs> Yeah When I saw When I saw this list Yeah it, 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 it made
4: But it, I'm sure it made more sense Once I You know You figured out it was Tavon Austin It, it did Cause we didn't, didn't like, know that on, It did Cause we didn't yeah, know it, it was his list yeah, we didn't know that. Uh, see, that you problem?
1: didn't you didn't say anything about Michael Vick on this list. Like, I didn't hear you mm. mention uh, his name. I, yeah, I, Michael Vick <laughs> having a problem with
4: him on the list. He was on there, yeah. No, I'm saying me no, having you a didn't. problem with him. No, on you did. No, you, you didn't. didn't. No, I don't think it was a problem with Mike Vick. He was he was electrifying for sure. He was all that, that was all when you thought of it. That's all they had. Hmm. Had he had a couple more people, he might have pulled that off in ninety-nine, but that's a two thousand, but he probably could've. That's another story.
1: Yeah, he yep. didn't have a Peter Warwick. Story. He didn't have a Peter Warwick. No, nah, he didn't. 50 <laughs> <50th> scene. <senior. laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, <laughs> nah, said Well or well, well, said, why we got you on the line, man, is there anything that you would like to get off your chest? Anything you might have been sitting with my, in the sports yes, world? I,
4: I, I'm so, I'm so glad you asked. Oh, so here we go. Asked. What's so up? I listened to the show last week, uh-huh. and I'm going to put this uh, out there. I'm a Florida Gator fan before anything. Sure. My favorite player to ever come through, or favorite quarterback, I should say, is Danny Waffle. But I cannot sit aside the hmm. slander that people give Tim Hmm. Talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. So... <laughs> uh, I heard that had Percy not went there, pretty much T-Ball wouldn't have been nothing. Is that correct? Mr. That is Barrett? correct. That's correct. That's correct. So my beef with that is Percy was never. It's a it's a it's a saying in uh football. Your best ability is availability. Tenfold. Percy Farmer never played a full season that floor. Mm. So how to so to say that. That machine wouldn't have went without Percy. I don't. I just. I totally disagree with that. What happened the when he was on the field? Game, and then Mister Fred, supposed to be a Gator, gets on here and says, <laughs> he won't never beat Bama without Percy." In the very year they beat Oklahoma, who wasn't playing in the SEC championship game?
3: Uh, Percy didn't play. I looked that up after the Percy, show. That,
4: Percy did not play. Right, so I looked that up. Day, Mm. But what game did he play? in? not to mention, don't give me that. That wasn't Bama before Bama. Bama was the number one team in the country. Yes, they you?
3: were. So yes to sit here were.
4: and say Tebow couldn't win, of course, to me they collectively did it together.
1: because no. you're sitting no. here say no.
4: The Pouncy Twins was blocking for uh, Tebow, so I guess they weren't blocking for uh, Percy.
1: <laughs> I disagree, <laughs> sir. I disagree. That, I disagree. You better go back and listen to Cam. When something needed when something had to happen for the Florida Gators, well, they put the Percy Harry, he'd have kept this. Uh, when something needed to happen. Off the laptop, when something needs when something needed to happen for the Florida Gators, they found a way to get Percy Harvin the ball.
4: They found a way to get Percy. Percy Harvin. Harvin. So
1: Okay, you're right.
4: So I guess all those third and ones and third mm. and threes and third and foes, when they knew mm. who was getting the ball. And Tebow was keeping it on the dive. Hmm. That ain't
3: account for nothing.
4: And, nah, and that's what I not said, like Percy. That's what I said last goal week. Line,
1: that's what I'm saying. Especially that's in the goal line. It's the reason why. It's the reason why you got oh, Percy Harvin on get, your most exciting list. All I heard.
4: All I heard around that time. Oh, them brushing touchdowns on count. He's inside the one yard line.
3: That's exactly what I said last week. Oh, I said, what about them times when you needed a play, when you needed to get a first down or a touchdown? Who got you those plays? Tim Tebow. Once again, it goes back. To. Percy didn't play every
4: game, now. The only thing I could see... What happened when he played. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. The only thing that I could see to, and I'm going to give you this, Percy's best year statistically was the year Tebow won the highest. But outside of that, you're not going to say and tell me they wouldn't have been as successful because Percy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And then the last year Percy left, we had an undefeated regular season. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. To lose to the another, I'm pretty sure it flip flopped. This time, Bama was the underdog.
3: Talk about it. The very next year. <laughs> talk about it. Said I knew I should have called you That's last it. week. Said Fred.
1: <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Bro. A undefeated
4: regular season. Undefeated regular season without Percy Harvin. Hmm, talk to about it. And
3: lose to Alabama. Hmm. But Tim Tebow. But Tim Tebow uh, it wouldn't Tim be as successful. Come on, man. This is egregious. It's not egregious. It's he just not, said he had told
1: you. The, no, he just, he, he, he's... What are he you telling me? He just said Percy Harvey didn't play for a season for undefeated. Ca- Bruh, I do not care about him missing one or two games here and there. Oh, my God. Why are we talk about, we, what are we talking about? Well, well, why, do you, why, talk, why Tim on, Tebow on, not on this list then? No, we going back to you last week. We going back to last
3: week. We ain't talking
1: about... Listen, bro.
3: You saying one or two
4: week. games here and there so black. If they lose against oh, uh, Bama that first year, guess where they're not going? Talk about it. They already had one loss to Ole Miss. Talk about which, it. A game person Harvin played. Huh? Huh?
1: Man, talk
3: about it, Cedric.
1: Y'all crazy, man. Hey, don't do that to my game. dog gospel. You hear my dog talking That's that gospel? Crazy. He ain't talking no gospel, bro. person Harvin it's okay. is. A bit- we, but I'm just, I'm just making a statement. It's like if he can
4: disagree all he wants. But I'm
1: just making a state the the the, the case for Tim Tebow. You're not know gonna say, tell me, yeah. I, Man, didn't mean, I didn't dog Tim Tebow. I didn't dog him. This that we ever seen. I didn't dog him. Yes, you did. I didn't dog him. Yes, you did, bro. You owe Tim I Tebow on the No, I do not. Okay. No, I do not. In all my right. opinion, this is all our opinions here. In my opinion, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not gonna pick all all Tim right. Tebow over Percy Harvin. Okay. It's no way. All right. Cameron Newton sat here on a she sat on the show and told us the reason why. Black. He he. He told us, he was like, right. he said, don't get me wrong. In his opinion, Tim Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow is the best gator of all time, or blase, whatever. But he said, without Percy Harvin, without Percy Harvin, that wouldn't be a Tim Tebow. That's, That's exactly what he said. I don't I care mean, what he said. It's okay. incorrect. That's not incorrect. It is. Man, he anything, played there. He know. He
4: played there. He sit on the show and say... So, how
3: we know we can't, but he did sit on that same show and say he was battling
1: for the number two
3: spot. So, Thank you don't you. think
4: that was a little salt in his mouth? Thank you. Come on,
3: Say, you talking about it. Man, come Seth, on.
4: Say, go man. ahead and pod, Say, you, you pod, my I'm boy. Just that out though. Yeah, that's factful. He was sitting there for the number two spot. So, in, in reality, they lied to him. Huh? They probably told him anything to get him at Florida. Huh? So, I'll give him that, but just to say, Lord, Tim Tebow would have been Nothing without Percy Harvin No no. Yeah that's I egregious never. That's Not egregious. A, You
1: don't that's even hear, even hear Alice
4: You don't even hear Alice say that Thank, nobody says that Because everybody So Bro
1: Of course everybody Gonna pick Tim Tebow Over a Percy Harvin Come on bro I'm looking I'm looking at these games When Percy Harvin plays oh, look, When he plays y'all, got bruh, got when a, y'all a, stuck
3: A closer view than you do I agree with huh? you said He got a closer
1: view Than you did Who?
3: Cedric Farr Man I watch Percy Play football Okay bro
1: I watch him play football, yeah, we,
3: I can't give you that you got a better uh bird's eye view than uh Tyrone Carple.
1: You weren't rocking us
3: playing Citadel, were
4: you? Huh. Huh. Okay then.
3: I so, agree with you. Well said, I'm really Tebow. glad. I got a little really... bit more to get off my test. <laughs> okay, go know? ahead. What's Tim, up? Tim
1: Tebow. What you
4: got? So this word trash is kind of like a trigger word me. I'm gonna give y'all the backstory on you know, when I hear the word trash, it just do something to my skin. Okay. So your your basketball correspondent, mm. Mr. Uh, Smooth, yes, said, I can't give you a date and time, but this was years ago, probably around 2010, 2011, 12, okay. or whatever. So it's been some time. We're sitting around chopping it up like fellas do, and he comes up with this notion that Tim Tebow was trash in college. Oh, my goodness. Trash. Oh. I'm quote. This is out of his mouth. Tim Tebow was trash in college and had the same sentiments as black that all the people he played with made him better, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So, time passed. I'll be at my house chilling. So, mind you, th- th- this, when, it, when you hear trash, think of Tim Tebow, like, coming to America. Sure. Okay. So... I'll be sitting at my house, minding my business. He knows I'm a college football fan. He likes college football. So I'll get a text out the blue. Boy, this boy on TV for filling the blanket's trash. uh uh-huh. So I say, hmm. So if you're telling me this guy's trash and Tim Tebow is trash, matter of fact, I'll give you a name, Mr. Bo Nix. Oh, my God. I get a text, boy, this boy, Bo Nix, is trash. Yeah. So it just makes my skin crawl because, like, what's the... Make it make sense. He can't. You can't. Define trash. And I get it. (laughs) I don't know if some of that was skewed around the hype of uh, Tim Tebow's NFL career. You know, I'm not going to get on here and argue to that. He was garbage. Sure, of course. uh, and, uh, And the pros, but to say one of the most highly decorated players of all time in college say he was trash. Mind you, excluding Cam Newton, we don't see nobody win anything with nothing around them. Cam true. Newton's the only exception, they say it's an exception to every rule. When you think of somebody that won something with nobody, that's Cam Newton. I see that. But in college football, you're not gonna do that. So to sit here and say Percy did all the work, once again. The pouncy Twins, I guess the pouncy Twins just stopped blocking for uh, Tim Tebow on Percy Harvey when he got the ball. Said, so I just don't get it.
3: Said, I, just, I would don't just...
4: understand it and he he know he wrong. Yeah. Will I ever get it? Uh, I don't even want to apologize but just come on, make it make sense for me. Uh, you know, what bothers me the most about Smooth, he's smarter than that and oh. I know he's smarter than that. That's
3: what bothers me. Oh. Well said the most. Don't worry about Smooth. I'll 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 set, I'll hit I'll set something up to confront Smooth of his egregious statements on one Timothy Tebow being trash. And like you said, when trash. you say the word trash, you associate trash with Smush Parker. You associate trash with Bo Nix. You associate trash with just garbage talent that shouldn't have been in the position that they were so i will address smooth on this egregious form of this disrespect to tim tebow don't worry about it
4: and it's like i said we
3: all it's not our our opinion but that's just gonna be my make it make sense i got you all right man we glad all to- right we glad that you were able to join us here on the Sports Test, man. It was really great having you. We gotta get, we're got to get, going to have you back in studio real, real shortly, man. So you be cool like that, man. Appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. All right. Appreciate y'all calling. All right, All right. Be it. easy, man. Later. Yes, sir. All right, man. That was our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, getting some things off his chest uh, about the one Timothy Tebow. All right. We're going to move along in the show, man. Like I said, uh, we, we wanted to start the show off with that, man. That, that was – that list, the most exciting list of all time, was done by Tavon Austin. Me and Black did not know that. But, uh, Tavon Austin, if you just so happen to hear this, sir, you were exciting in your uh, uh, time at West Virginia. But, Mr. Tavon, respectfully, uh, you were not one of the top 10. Uh, most exciting players in college football history. Now, if we get a top 20, top 25 list, my man, I don't have nothing to argue there. <laughs> but hey, maybe one day, Tavon, we can have you here on the sports desk and maybe you can break it down for us just a little bit more. Alright, man, we're going to transition into our sound of the week. Now, Black, I was watching first take, man. And you know Max and Stephen, they, they really give it up for basketball. Mm-hmm. And we had Max come on there and have an interesting Opinion about Joel Embiid versus Shaquille O'Neal. So, I don't know if you had a chance to hear this, but I'm going to play this and then we're going to uh, break it down a little bit here.
4: Do you think Embiid is a more skilled big man than Shaq?
0: Yes. And I want to be very clear Shaquille O'Neal was better in his NBA than Embiid is in this NBA. Okay. Are we clear? For the same people who want to give Mel Kuyper grief because he makes a comparison to Tom Brady, oh, you can't. Shaquille was better in his day than Embiid is in this day. But if we're just talking skills, yes, the answer is yes. Embiid is a more all around skillful player. Now, Shaq was an underrated passer. He was a very good passer. I always thought of him as a good passer. But Embiid has become a much better passer. In terms of their dominance in the paint, no one ever was as dominant if they got the ball down low than Shaquille O'Neal. But Embiid, in this NBA in particular, is also impossible. He's a legit 7-footer, Stephen A., 250. He's a 7-footer he's a and a wide body, and he's in shape now. But so, so the down-low skills are there, and he's shooting fewer threes, and he's more down in the paint than before. And as a result, he's at the line more than ever before, and he's shooting 86%. Free throws, much better than Shaquille O'Neal ever did. And even though he's shooting fewer threes, like two or three a game, two and a half, three threes a game, he's hitting them at like 40% or a little better even right now, Embiid. The difference primarily between Shaq and Embiid in terms of all-around skill is Embiid can shoot. In fact, there's never been in the history of the NBA a seven-footer who's a big seven-footer, not a power forward, a center who can play with his back to the basket, with the all-around skills of Embiid. You know, I'm cheating a little bit there because Duncan and Olajuwon more like, you know, a little shorter. Embiid can do everything you want a center to do. He is. He's the most skilled, legit seven-foot wide body ever. Now,
3: Black, when we talk about skills, there's many things that you can uh, contribute that to.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Let's take the conversation of Shaq and Joel Embiid. Two seven-foot men. Shaq was 300 pounds. Joel B's probably right around that if he's not at 300 pounds. But what made Shaquille O'Neal uh, considered um, a top 10 player of all time, the most dominant force ever to play basketball of all time? I'm just going to stop there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Joel Embiid is universally a very good player, and though we are in a different time and the NBA is different, Shaq could have played in any era. You want to know why? Because he would have commanded the paint, and there was nothing you could do from him putting the ball in the rim. There was nothing you could do from him blocking your shot, and there was nothing you could do for him to not intimidate you. Joel Embiid has been in the NBA roughly maybe five years now, maybe Mm -hmm. six years And this is his first season when he's really commanding respect on all fronts, if we're being honest. But when we go to the skill thing, and this is where my mind gets blown by Max Kellerman, we want to talk about Joel Embiid being a shooter. Okay, being a shooter doesn't make you more skilled because you're better at something that Shaq isn't. When you're talking about overall skill, Steph Curry, why do we call him the greatest shooter of all time? Because it's automatic, Mm -hmm. no matter where he is on the floor whether it's inside, in the post, in the mid-range, or the three-point shot, that flick of the wrist is going in. Why do we call LeBron James and Michael Jordan most transcendent athletes in basketball? Why? Because they can blow the top off a game. Their speed, their quickness, they can get to the lane, they can dunk it, they can shoot it, they can assist. Their overall talents keep them in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So I said, all that to say, Max Kellerman, shut up. (laughs) For you to put Joel Embiid and Shaquille O'Neal in the same breath when it comes to skill is egregious. And for all those that, but, but Embiid can hoop. Embiid can put the ball on the ground. He can do a step back. No. On a consistent level, an efficiency level, Shaquille O'Neal is a quote-unquote slam dunk. Joel Embiid shooting 18-footers or three-pointers it's not a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. It's just cute to the eye. It's like a beautiful young lady walking by that you know you don't got a chance with. Mm-hmm. You'll look at it like, oh, she hot, man. Talk about and it. And now she's gone. <laughs> Joel Embiid will come out against the Orlando match and get you five threes in that game and score 42 points. But then we see him time and time again in the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about it today? Mm. We no. see Joel Embiid in the NBA playoffs do what? Don't do it, D. What does he do? Uh-huh. I saw Shaquille O'Neal repeatedly in the NBA playoffs be unstoppable, offensively and defensively, with his skill. So until Joel Embiid can rival Shaquille O'Neal's skills on a consistent level, we shouldn't have this conversation. We like you got anything not. on that?
1: I just want to say one thing, D, and uh, I know you can sp- speak on this because I thought you were going to say something about this. Uh didn't young shack play for the orlando magic he did didn't young shack run the floor and put the ball between his legs in orlando he did so um what skill what more skill set are we talking about just shooting i don't know didn't young shack in orlando and la pass the basketball yeah so we're uh, uh, we're separate it's one word that you say in 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 it ends all this for me dominant Dominant. Joel Embiid is not a dominant basketball player. Not at this time. He's no, he having a great year. He's showing that his game can evolve and be better. Yes. yes, yes. That's what he's showing. Yes. Shaquille O'Neal was dominant the day he came in the NBA. The day one. Day one. Mm-hmm. As a Magic, he was dominant, and as a Laker, he was dominant. Like DJ say, he demand respect in the paint. <laughs> Ask everyone that guarded Shaquille O'Neal. Ask every man that had to get dunked on or get his block shot from Shaquille O'Neal. It's the reason why he's the most dominant player in NBA history, in my opinion. For sure. So, Joel Embiid has a little way to go. So, Max, I don't disagree with you. He has skills. Of course. But he doesn't have Shaquille O'Neal skills. No. He's not dominant. Consistent. And, and, and when you talk about this stuff, Max, go back to the Orlando days. Go back to Shaq's young days. Like Joel Embiid when he first started out his first five seasons in the NBA. What was he doing with the Magic? Taking him to NBA finals. Yes, Has sir. Joel Embiid been to the NBA finals? Not even to a conference final.
3: Not even to a conference <laughs> final. As the best player <laughs> on the team.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, Max, let's not do this. Shaquille O'Neal will forever be the most dominant big man to play NBA basketball. Yeah, no doubt. And he is
3: very skilled. People confuse Shaq's dominance, and they don't look at it like his skill. Like, bro, Shaq was a great passer out the post. Shaq would give you five, six assists a game, mm-hmm. easy, out the post. And when you talk about your skill, there's more words associated with skill. Instead of Joel Embiid being able to shoot with an 18-footer or a three or do a step back. Now, if Joel B was doing that consistently, giving me 12 to 15 points from the perimeter and back every single night, then I'd probably be like, yeah, hell yeah, Max, you're right on money. But that's not the case here.
1: (laughs) i tell you this. If Shaq did have a jump shot and a step back three-point shot, he'd have more than
3: four ranks. He'd be the (laughs) GOAT. He'd be the greatest of all time. Uh, So, (sighs) we'll see what Joel do. We'll see what he continue to do. Don't get me wrong. Joel is a great player, very skillful player. Five years in the NBA, he got a long way to go, and hopefully, Joel can stay on the on the uh, trajectory that he's on now. But for Max to make that comment right now, where Joel in his career is is pretty much laughable. All right, we're gonna go ahead and move into our sound of the week. Like I said, this NBA All Star weekend today, so the game is getting ready to take place. Steph Curry just put on a shooting exhibition. Yes, he did. Going crazy, man! Winning the three point contest, greatest shooter of all time. Period. No conversation He is the best Shut out Steph Curry Winning three point contest He wanted that too Cause he
1: hadn't lost His last ones in the, Those, those last two that in. That's the second one That's the second one he lost to Clay The first, first time yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. 2015 right.
3: 221 He's a champion Alright man Let's go get into Our tweeted week <sighs> Black How come man It, it seems like Every single Year It's a team Out there That's creating. It's a team where people want to flop to, to stop the king. You can't say this about no other player in NBA history, not even Michael Jeffrey Jordan. We didn't see teams come together to beat Michael.
1: But we see it happen
3: with LeBron James and it happened again today, Black. Blake Griffin cleared waivers and he is now a Brooklyn Net. And when this news hit, it went berserk. So I'm going to read a couple of tweets on this man and it's ugly. Last year, one of the best years to... I'm oh, sorry. My man's at Brent Shep 25. Last year was one of the best years to watch uh, to watch because anyone could have won. There was no super team. It could have been the Bucs. It could have been the Lakers. It could have been the Clippers and more. This is the stuff that ruins the fun of the league. Please stop this. At Red Mitch 7. Bruh, they assembled the Avengers once again just to beat a 36-year-old LeBron James. At Jalen's Daddy. First harden wore fat suit. Then Blake act like he can't jump. Man, this next 30 for 30 is gonna be lit when they lose to the Lakers. Shout out to Jalen's daddy, my boy. And last but not least, we got old Boogie92. How come nobody talks about the crazy amount of help in all caps that KD needs to win championships? Laugh out loud at Old Boogie 92.
4: Hmm.
3: Hmm. Might be a little bit of truth to that, huh, my boy? Those are our tweets of the week, man. So without further ado, Black, Blake Griffin, man. Blake Griffin. Clear waivers, and he is now a Brooklyn Nets. Black, what are your immediate thoughts on Blake Griffin joining the Brooklyn Nets?
1: I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't, bro. I really don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, bro... um, LeBron James is one. Would you would you say LeBron James is one of the most criticized NBA players of all time? Oh, LeBron James. Oh, chest
0: high. Yes. Huh? yes. Most, most. You know, up there critical. for sure. Yeah, it's up there, up right? There for sure.
1: Yeah. So, LeBron James leaves Cleveland and goes to the Miami Heat. Ooh, he's potting. <laughs> and he brings Chris Bosch with him. At the time, what would you say Chris Bross was at in his career when he joined the Miami Heat? Did you look at him as one of the top tier big men? Uh, yeah. small four forward, power fours yeah. in the league. Yeah. Recognize, yeah. Dwayne Wade kind of on the other side of on the other side of uh, his prime. career. He was still he was in still his prime. prime.
3: When Braun got there. When Braun got prime. there. He was okay.
1: Still in and LeBron made this big three. He did. And um for some reason, mm. LeBron got criticized and criticized for vandalized joining uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to go down to Miami. Oh, he should have never did this. Oh, man, the looks on his career, the, the looks is going to, it, the championships won't mean anything and he, when he went them with the Miami Heat, and he won two championships. D he did four straight finals appearances. Then he went back home and yes. delivered one of the greatest championship wins. In uh, NBA history sports in sport, I'm sorry in sports history yes and bringing the championship the first ever championship to yeah. the Cleveland to Cleveland Ohio yes sir now he's a Los Angeles Lakers he brings a championship to the Los Angeles Lakers after 10 years and like the guy said on Twitter D that you just read off the NBA was its best last year. You, kn- you didn't know who was going to win it. You really didn't. Because really it was didn't. in a bubble. Circumstances were different. Wasn't no fans. The year of the duo. It was the year of the duo, which I love in the NBA. Yep. Which I love. Now, mm. now we have a team assembled in New York. Brooklyn to be fact. You have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Washed Blake Griffin. All assembled to beat the four time, four time, and four time finals MVP and NBA champion, 36 year old LeBron James, LeBron Raymond. James. Thank you, my boy. Thank you for doing that. LeBron James. But we praise the Le- Nets Le- for LeBron all that James. they're doing. Did we sit here and praise the Nets? <laughs> it's no negative in Kevin Durant teaming with James Harden <laughs> and Harry Irving. It's, no, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. To be the 36-year-old man? He's 36, D. Kevin Durant, you can't be the 36-year-old man by yourself? No. (laughs) James Harden, one of the greatest scores the NBA has ever ever seen. James Harden, you can't do it by yourself? Mm, 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 mm. We see LeBron win championships by himself. Yes, we do. And no disrespect to Kyrie Irving, he won, he hit one of the biggest shots in in history in Cleveland basketball history, ever to deliver a championship to yeah to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But crazy shot. LeBron James is the focal point of teams. He's the focal point. He, yeah, head of the snake, maybe. This is my thing, and I said all this to say this. Okay. I said all that to say this. I'm sick of the narrative of of LeBron James. Not being uh, uh, being held to uh, accountability like other players who are put in the conversation with him as being great. Mm. Stephen F., Stephen A. Smith s- said one thing and I I really didn't ever understand. And I'm looking at it and I was like, there's no way that this could be right. He said if he deliver a, delivers a championship to the Brooklyn Nets, he would challenge LeBron as being the greatest player in the NBA history. How in the hell is that going to happen? Kevin Durant has been a, basically been a part of two juggernaut teams. Mm. Two juggernaut teams to win his championships. Mm-hmm. He's never won nothing in OKC when he was the man.
3: Mm. He had to
1: go join <laughs> Stephanie Clay and Draymond in OKC. Golden State. And, I mean, in and, and, and Golden State, I'm sorry. And now he has assembled Kyrie Irving, traded for James Harden, and now they got Wash Blake Griffin. And now we're saying there's no way. it's no way the Lakers can beat the Nets now. But you know what I want to say to you asses? that have a whole lot to say, y'all, this story doesn't end here. Because you know what? You still got to play the game. And you know what? You know one thing that I know? I know D know the same thing. LeBron James is watching this. He is watching this. And I know he is pissed. Because, D, I think I'm going to see this picture painted this year for the rest of this year going on to the second part of the season. It's going to be a beautiful portrait painted. And we're going to see LeBron James paint this portrait of beating a team who was assembled just to beat the 36-year-old man. Because we're still going to beat the Nets. I don't care who they got. I don't care who they have. LeBron James will still be an NBA champion year in. I don't care who it is. You can, can, you can assemble what you want to assemble. LeBron James is going to be on the mission. Anthony Davis is going to be back. And the championship will be won in Los Angeles. Back-to-back champion. And LeBron James will be remembered for beating the team that was assembled. The juggernaut team. Two of the greatest offensive scores we have ever seen in the NBA Finals. LeBron James would beat them. And last but not least, Lakers in five. I'm going
3: to make my show sure sweet. Sorry. Sorry about that, man. Oh, no, 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 please. It's, yeah. it's all good. This is what we do the show for. I'm going to make my show sure sweet. Don't, if the next person texts me images of Blake Griffin in the Brooklyn Nets uh, uniform, I will be deleting you from my contacts. The next person who tweets me Blake Griffin in a Brooklyn-ass uniform, I will be unfollowing you on social media platforms. I don't care. Nothing about Blake Griffin joining. What are they going to do? Who are we going to guard? This ain't Lob City. They out here throwing pictures of Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan videos like they was back in the Clippers a decade ago. And by the way, what did Lob City do? <laughs> Nothing. Never made a conference final. All they did was get paid a bunch of money, ain't won nothing. And Blake Griffin was the head of that. Ain't nobody worried about Blake. Y'all talking about yesteryear. I told somebody earlier today, somebody said, hey, D, what do you think about Blake Griffin going to the Brooklyn Nets? I said, nothing. Just a big name. Just a big name. Who's washed up and ain't going to do nothing. Let me tell you something, man. Black is right on the money. LeBron James will never get a pass. When Anthony Davis got to the Lakers, y'all bash LeBron James. I said it was LeBron who got in oh, LeBron couldn't win with Zoe. He couldn't win with B.I. But I ain't see nothing today with Blake Griffin going to Brooklyn. I saw nothing when James Harden was traded to Brooklyn. I saw nothing. There's any, I'm going to leave you with this and we're going to move on. We never got to see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant play by themselves. We never got to see that why because KD got hurt but as soon as KD was back to form and Kyrie Irving was back to form 15 games into the season James Harden was upon arrival and we're going to see what time it is in just a couple of months when the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers are meeting in the NBA finals and we'll revisit that conversation then but like I stated earlier the next person who takes me a picture of Blake Griffin in Nate's uniform, or tweets me or Instagrams me something about Blake Griffin in Nate's uniform, you will be unfollowed. Your t- contact will be deleted. Alright man, let's go ahead and uh, let's see what we got. Let's go ahead and get into our start, bench or cut. You're dragging out the show today man, but we have some good conversation, but let's get into our start bench or cut.
1: Into the sports desk
3: Alright 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 my boy Let's go get into Go ahead and get into our start Bencher cut man So it's All Star And this year it's not the same With the dunk contest black um, But we've been privileged Spoiled almost to a certain extent To see some phenomenal dunk contests And NBA TV was running back Some of the old dunk contests Over the weekend, and there was one dunk contest in particular that I forgot all about, and it reminded me like, wow, this was probably a top three dunk contest performance in the history of the contest. So I got three dunkers, man, who've won the dunk contest in each year, and what we're going to call out the year, we're going to see which dunk contest contestant are you keeping around, which one are you bitching, and which one are you sending out of here, my boy. Up first, 1988, we have Michael Jeffries Jordan's. Beautiful display of dunks in that contest, dunking from the free throw line, rocking a baby, robbing a cradle dunk, just some ex- just some eloquent dunks from Michael Jordan. Number two, 2000 dunk contest, Vince Carter, don't have to say nothing else, probably the greatest performance in dunk contest history. And at number three, a unsung contest that a lot of people don't talk about, Zach Levine in 2015. In 2015 When he scored 50s On multiple dunks My boy And became a back to back Slam dunk champion Going back and getting Into 2016 As well No one really talks about Zach Levine And he was doing some Beautiful things Out there my boy So Black Who you start Who you benching Who you cutting The 1988 winner Jordan The 2000 winner Vince Carter Or the
1: 2015 winner Zach Levine I'm going to start Vince Carter I'm going to bench Michael Jordan, and I'm going to cut Zach Levine. I got you. I got you. I figured that you would have took that as kind of easy,
3: but I watched Levine, man, and I was like, man, I'm going to put him on this list. All right. I'm also going to start Vince Carter at the 2000 uh, dunk contest, and I'm also going to bench Michael Jordan 1998 (laughs) uh, dunk contest, but it's very close, man. I almost got Mike out of here, man. Cause Ooh. I almost did. Cause Vince, I mean, uh Zach Levine was doing some pretty dope stuff. Y'all can go on YouTube yourself in 2015, but we're gonna tell uh Zach Levine we'll holler at him later. All right, we're gonna press, and we're gonna keep it pressing, man, and gonna really crank up the show, man, get kind of caught up. We got a what did you do in camp uh today, man, and boy, is it a <laughs> is it a good one?
1: What did you do in camp?
3: Black. Now, nah, it's funny, man.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Me and you have the same one, so we're just going to do this one together, man. Okay. So last night, Black, <laughs> we had a two-on-two basketball exhibition for charity, man. We had 2 chains and Little Baby on one team, and we had Quavo... And Jack Harlow on the other team. Now, Black, this is your segment, so I'm gonna go ahead and give the floor to you.
1: What did you do in camp?
3: Tell me, what did you see in
1: particular that made you think and say, What did you do in camp? First of all, I'm gonna read something to you, Dean. I don't okay. know if you've seen this. Okay. And this is from Bleacher Report. Uh. First source, little baby. After this basketball two-on-two game, being put the basketball down to go see what that football field looked like. <laughs> little baby, <laughs> it's a reason we ride in the car and listen to your music. Sure. It's the reason we get hyped when you when you come on the radio. or We playing, we downloading you on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it may be, either either your streamer services. But little baby, what did you do in camp when you and Two Chains were practicing for this two on two? I got to see Quavo, and I agree, one of the one of the best rapper basketball players. That we have today. What did you do in camp? You gave him a little cross up. I said, okay, baby, might got a little something. But the next thing I see, your back, your your shot got blocked all the way into the fourth row of the Georgia Tech arena. <laughs> and then you get the basketball and you bike that, you bike down Quavo, and you put up a two-handed layup and it missed. Little baby, what are we doing? What are we doing? I felt so bad for Two Chains, D. Because I know Two Chains really did put in the work. He just didn't have any help. Do you know how many points Little Baby scored in this game, D? How many? A whopping zero points, D. Two Chains scored all seven points. What did you do in camp? Yeah. So, Little Baby, once again, what did you do in camp to prepare for this two on two exhibition? It has to be something done about this. Or, like you said, you need to stay on the football field. Yeah, uh,
3: two things. Jack Harlow, why was he invited? Quavo has 17 points, <laughs> 10 rebounds. 14. Tennis, 14 rebounds. 14 rebounds, <laughs> 10 assists, 60. I mean, this man was out here by himself. Jack Harlow caught him a couple points, man, and cool. But it was just egregious to see. They should have let Offset go out there with his brother, man, and put him out there with uh, off, and with uh, Quavo and let him do their thing. Jack Harlow, NBA, whoever put this together, don't invite these kinds of players again. They, call J. Cole. He can hoop. Why, why Lil dirt couldn't get a call, call before? Call call some of them boys. Okay. Back to you, little Baby. We love you, bro. <laughs> we love you, man. One of my favorite artists, man. I... I I ride to your music. I go to the gym and listen to your music. You just one of the dopest out there, little baby. But when they started off the night to see if you could hit a free throw to see who would get ball first uh, in the game, and you went up to the line and you had your little dribble game going, and you shot that air ball that sent chills through my TV screen. <laughs> that I had to grab me a blanket, little baby, to cover up from the cold drive from your air ball. I simply was just thinking to myself right then. What did you do in camp? Little baby, <laughs> we love you here at the sports desk. But come on, man. Don't go out there and embarrass yourself no more, man. <laughs> go ahead and work on a new album for us. Get us some new music out here, man. But uh, it's time to put up the sneakers, man, for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, so that was our What Did You Do in Camp moment of the week, man. It was like a real fun time. What
1: did you do uh, in
3: camp? Quavo, Jack Harlow, 2 Chains, and Lil Baby Man. But, man, you couldn't help but cringe, Seeing little Baby touch man. the basketball oh, But hey man. this is what I will give him I will give him credit with him Knowing that he's not good at basketball at all And went out there and Just did what he did bro So I will give him credit for that Cause I gotta taste some guts knowing you can't play
1: And you go out there and, and you And I mean that they was talking yak too Like yeah, yeah. yeah we gonna win this I'm like okay little Baby I ain't even know Lil Baby could hoop. He can't He can't hoop." Yeah, he can't.
0: He can't hoop. But okay. I was
1: saying that before. You know, I seen what I seen. Right, I was right, like, right. I I had never seen you know video of him hooping because you know how they always have videos of the rappers right. hooping with NBA players. Never seen him. But, so I was thinking, right. okay, he might got a little something. But right. uh,
3: nah. no sir, no sirree <laughs> All right, man, we're gonna transition out of the, uh what did you do camp? What did you do in camp segment? week? we're gonna go right into the National Basketball Association.
2: LeBron
4: It's time once again.
3: Lakers All right, my boy. We're here to talk of some NBA and currently right now the NBA All-Star Game is getting ready to tip off. It looks like they have a beautiful uh ceremony right now with Clark AT. Uh, doing their thing, they got the opening festivities. Um, they've already introduced the lineups man. So um, really, really excited. Me and Black was saying last week that we didn't really know how we felt about All Star, but I can't lie, Black. Just kind of watching, you know, the festivities, man. You see Harden, you see LeBron, you see Kyrie, you see Tatum, you see some of the big names. My juices are kind of flowing a little bit, yeah. man, and, and, and hoping that these guys can come out here and uh, give us a, a, a great game. Uh, I don't think nothing will compare to last year, and we're going to open up there with moments in All-Star history. Just, I just came up with this just now, Black. Just off the top of your head, when you think All-Star, what are some of the moments that
1: um, you just go straight to, just off the top of your head when you think NBA All-Star weekend? Man, the very first one that really come to mind and, uh Rest in peace to Kobe. Is the one with him and Michael. His first one versus uh, Michael. Last one, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, I don't, don't think it was beat. the last one. On the, the three. Pe- oh, the three. Of the oh, six yeah. championship year. Well, Mike, yeah. well, Kobe's first one going up against yeah. Jordan, and then you know seeing the doc and uh, Michael Jordan say, "Y'all, let me have that young kid. I got mm, him." You know. Right. But it was just amazing to see that, and then seeing the conversations that they had on the court. And my uh, Kobe talking to him to get you know to get some little advice about the basketball game and everything, and then of course them battling it out you know in the Western Conference and uh um shoot that one and what's another one um I got to say last year D like mm. last year's basketball game meant so much because of the passing of Kobe Bryant and to see how competitive it was. It was, it was really good to see, man. That was one of the best uh, All-Star games that I have seen in my life. The competitive nature, like they like, it seemed like a real, it was a real, it's the All-Star basketball game. We don't expect defense and every, fouls to be called, but it was all that being done in that basketball game, man. And that was out of respect for Kobe being Bryant. So those are two moments that jump right off the top of my head about uh, NBA All-Star
3: weekend. I love NBA All-Star Weekend. I love it. I mean, I look forward to it every year. This year was a little different because, you know, we didn't get the traditional weekend, NBA Saturday night, even NBA Friday night, you know, with the, the celebrity game. I watched that game. I watched the uh, uh, NBA, the world versus, uh the, you know, the world players and the NBA players of the rookie sophomore game. I watched that, man, every year. I watched the whole thing. I re- I'm really into it. Of course, NBA Saturday night. I know they're doing all this and I get it that Adam Silver is trying to keep the spirit of the league intact by having an all-star game. And I like what Adam Silver said when he was asked about it at his uh, presser a couple days ago, he was saying, you know, this is our game. This is our chance to celebrate our game with some of the best players in the world and bring everybody together. And, and, and he's right. I mean, I can imagine how many TVs are on TNT right now watching this. So we heard lebron we heard giannis we heard a lot of players you know give their disgruntled issues but when you think of the all-star game you think about um like black said you know uh jordan and kobe you know jordan's potential last game against kobe's first win but one of the things that jump off to me is late in the fourth quarter kobe's last all-star game um when LeBron ran over to the top and he ran somebody out of here, you got Drake on the front row Mm. and Drake stand up and clapping and LeBron just in Kobe face, like having fun. And Kobe got the rock and, you know, they did their thing on one of the final possessions in the fourth quarter. That's just something that'll stick out to me forever because LeBron and Kobe are my generational talent players that I'll carry on with me when I'm 50, 60, 70, Lord willing, how long I'm going to be on this earth. It's Kobe and it's LeBron. Those are the two. You know what I'm saying? So, i always remember that. I remember Jordan's final, final All-Star game where he did the traditional fadeaway on Sean Marion uh, mm-hmm. to win that game. And Vince Carter gave up his starting spot to give it to Jordan. I think it was Vince Carter or Jason Kidd. It was one of those two that gave up their starting spot so Jordan can play. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was dope. And last but not least, Magic Johnson who uh they just voted him in the All-Star game down in Orlando, you know, when he was entertaining coming back. He didn't even play.
1: Yeah. But
3: the fans voted him in, and he started, and he won the MVP, you know. <laughs> so it was just really dope to see that down in Orlando. I remember watching that game with my dad uh, many years ago, man. We were coming home from church, and that's when the All-Star games was on, like at 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. 3 or 4 o'clock. So I remember that one vividly because uh, my dad was just rushing to get home because magic – uh, was back on the floor, man, and Matt Johnson is one of my father's favorite players. But um, all-star game is just so incredible. It's a great opportunity, and hopefully tonight, you know, we'll get a good exhibition uh, between these two teams. And we got Team LeBron, and we got Team Giannis. And what did you think of, I mean, Team uh, KD? We know KD's not playing due to injury. But what did you think about the draft? What did you think about KD, who he picked up versus who LeBron picked up? And uh, who you think is going to win tonight, Team LeBron or Team KD, even though Durant's not playing?
1: I think Durant is a fool, man. Oh,
3: wow. <sighs> this man's being tough on the All-Star game. Uh, there's no way I'm taking Fred Kyrie Irving with my first pick. That's his teammate, bro. I don't care. What you mean, LeBron James took his uh, teammate? Giannis to the
1: he- took his teammate. Uh, he didn't take Anthony Davis. He with didn't have pick last year. Yes, he did. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, bro. Anthony Davis was his first pick. I don't remember that, man. Look yeah, it up. I need to look that Giannis up. Giannis took Chris Middleton. Anyway, man, that's um, a teammate. Uh, uh,
3: you uh, are, boy. So you mean to tell me if I was out there in the pool, my boy, and uh, you yeah, was picking, of you couldn't pick you, bro so you gonna pick LeBron? You are gonna pick me? I'm gonna pick LeBron. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh oh, oh,
1: oh, bro! You, bro, 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 listen.
3: Whoa, man now, now that I know how you really feel about your dog, okay?
1: Bro, listen. And you would, and, and if I did pick you, you would say, bro, why you ain't pick LeBron first, bro? I told you, yes, you would, yes, I you would, <laughs> no, I
3: wouldn't, no, I wouldn't,
1: bro. You know I would pick you first, bro. You know I would pick you first, but I, I don't know, bro. I just, I. I don't. It, it's maybe that was the wrong choice of words to say about KD picking Kyrie. Understanding his teammate, oh good and well. I just got beef with them, bro. I ain't really feeling them right now. So, Relax, bro. It's all know, I, I don't care about that. Bro. All star, man. You know, but oh, uh, it it was fun though. I I kind I I like how they do the camp the captains and I like it. A lot of like allowed them to pick their teams, man. I, like I think the funniest thing was uh Rudy Gobert, man. That jump had me dying, Him man. It was somebody that tweeted to call him Mr. Irrelevant. Like the
3: last, last pic, I was
1: like, "Dang, that's messed up, man! This man is an all star, man. Yes, like <laughs> so. it's crazy to see that man that nobody didn't want him. So it's it, it. I like the format of how they doing that. I hope they keep it up, man, with the two captains uh picking their teams and everything. But I uh I really I really enjoy one thing I didn't understand uh the seemed like. Uh, kd's team got two extra players what was the deal with that i didn't understand that
3: his team had the injuries so you had uh Devin booker
1: mm-hmm. you got
3: uh anthony davis um and it was one other person who's injured oh himself himself okay. he's injured so they, that's why they got the two extra yeah because lebron ain't, his team ain't got no injuries okay uh, LeBron seems okay. healthy everybody yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah but i i really enjoyed that man um seeing KD and LeBron pick their teams uh it was it was something to see but that whole thing with would it be TNT Ernie Shaq uh Chuck and You know, uh, Dwayne Wade was up there. Yeah, Dwayne Wade, Kenny. You know, it's always good to see them doing that with the, you know, basically two of the best players in the league, the captains for the All Star weekend.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I agree with you, Black. I think it's really, really dope, man, for the team, LeBron, team KD, and they get to pick their old teams. They put it on TV, and I enjoyed the draft. I like, you know, I like how KD was. You know, uh, picking his players versus LeBron. And then they were just having some fun at the Utah Jazz expense. And Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert took it personal. Donovan Mitchell got all of his feelings and took to Twitter, saying people been talking trash about me my whole life and telling me how I ain't supposed to be here. Like, Donovan, chill, bro. You an all-star, bro. Obviously, them boys got together, and they was going to have a little fun at y'all expense. Uh, with the Utah Jazz, but you and Rudy Gobert, and now your teammate Mike Conley, y'all in? Like, chill out, man, chill out. But I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Um, uh, real quick, Black, who you think the MVP out of all these pool of players? Who you think wins the MVP tonight? Mm. The Kobe Bryant MVP award, to be specific. Oh man, uh, Di, that's a good one. Oh, you what? You got your Giannis, you got your Curry, you got Luca. Yeah, yeah, You know, you got first timers, Jalen Brown. You know, you got some. You got Kyrie Irving. You know, they, you got some players. They, I'm
1: gonna go. I'm gonna step out on the limb. I probably wouldn't pick him, but I'm gonna pick him this year. I'm gonna say Giannis. I'm gonna say. I, I think Giannis gets it. I think Giannis will win MVP this year. Okay. I think I'm gonna lean towards
3: either Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard win the MVP or James Harden. Okay. I'm gonna go damn Little James Hart, one of those two in the MVP. But like like me and Black, you know, was you know, talking about just a little while ago, All-Stars such a great time. Celebration of basketball. Like I said, my juices are flowing a little bit. I'm really excited, man, to, to, to see this game get ready to tip off. And hopefully it's competitive um, and it's really good, especially in the fourth quarter. What we got last year, do, oh, I, man. do I think we'll ever get it again? Nope. Probably not. But I'll never forget that all-star game. Even though the circumstances were what they were with the passing of Kobe. But just the competitive nature of the best players in the world playing. Like, they literally was in the NBA Finals in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Those Giannis and LeBron head-ups were like, they were like two Mack trucks going at it. when Giannis ran out there and guarded James Harden at the three-point line. And James Harden was just having a tough time, um, you know, getting around him. Like, you just seen the physicality with Chris Paul out there on the floor, and I love how all the babies of the All Star game, like Luke and all them boys, on the bench. <laughs> you had you had the dogs out there yeah. Kawhi and LeBron, Kyle Lowry out there Kyle, taking charge. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Lowry taking charges. They running it back. Like you got the, the 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 main stakes in the game, and I love that. I, I love that with the All Star game. So we'll see how it goes, man. All right, Blake. The second half, second half of the NBA season will be starting this coming Friday. Uh, I think, no, this coming Thursday. So the the players got about a good four days off before the season picks back up. And then the second half of the season is going to go fast. Second half of the season is going to go fast. A lot of back-to-backs. It's going to be really tough on these players. So, Blake, is there anything you want to reconsider? Reconsider, as we talked about earlier in the season. So let's talk about our MVPs. Let's talk about our MVPs this year. Now, I believe both me and you, Pick Luca Doncic to win the MVP to start mm-hmm. the season. Do you want to go back on that pick, or or do you want to stick with Luca?
1: Uh of course, I'm backing back out of that pick. <laughs> uh, sorry, Luca, but it has it hasn't been a good year for you so far, are you? No, team? you know. But um, if I had to pick somebody right now, in my opinion, I got it as a two way tie between Dame Lillard and uh, Embiid. I love what those guys are doing. I think the NBA is getting it right. It's been a close race with them two with LeBron sitting right there in a close third. You know, depending on how the second half of the season goes for LeBron, he could end up winning this thing. But uh, most definitely, I think it's going to be between uh, Dame Lillard and uh, Embiid for uh, MVP.
3: Yeah, I'm still not going to sleep on LeBron. I'm still not going to sleep on LeBron, but I think uh, Embiid has the inside track to grab this award. Mm-hmm. I think if Embiid sticks on the path that he has been on, I just think that he'll grab that award, especially if Philly remains the number one seed in the East because the Brooklyn Nets are a half game back. Uh, Philadelphia I believe I don't have the standings Right in front of me But I believe That's the case Yes that is They're half game back They're half game back Of them So if they can keep that going You know We'll see how it goes But yeah I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid And I'm still not Sleeping on the king I'm still not Sleeping on the king All right, Black NBA Finals time NBA Finals Now both you and me Both picked the LA Lakers And the Brooklyn Nets To make the finals That was before James Harden And Blake Griffin Got to the Brooklyn Nets. Black, are you still rolling with the Nets and the Lakers in the NBA finals?
1: I'm sticking with it. Cause <laughs> well, I what, I mean, you know why I'm sticking with it? You just for that? Because that's what I want to see. Right. That's what I want to see. Right. Yeah, so I'm sticking with that matchup. Right. Yeah, I'm sticking with the matchup as well. Now, I
3: really like this Philly team. I just love what Doc is doing with them. They're playing some really good defense. <laughs> Tobias Harris. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, they are getting some good shooting from Seth Curry, and I can't forget—I forget my other guy from Philadelphia, who's getting some good shooting for them as well. I like it. Tobias I, Harris? No, no, somebody else. Somebody else is getting some good three-point shooting for uh, oh, Philadelphia. Oh, I can't th- think.
1: Is, is that foreign dude? Yeah, yeah. It's I can't I oh, yeah, can't remember his something name. Something I can't think of his name.
3: But yeah. when it comes down to it, the best. When it comes down to it, the best players are going to make sure their teams win. And when I look at Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris against Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, I'm even putting Blake Griffin in this equation. When I look at those three players, I just, I, just, I just don't see how they don't win. I just don't see how they don't win. But I'm going to stick with the Lakers, and I'm going to stick with the Nets making the NBA Finals because it's a must-see TV. It's a must see TV, and it's something that we want to have, and it's something that we want to see. All right, all right, Black. Um, that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it, man, uh, for the NBA. So,
1: we got anything else, man, before we get out? We you know we we know after you know All Star break, that's when all the trade rumors and people moving around start. Oh yeah, starts, trades start okay. moving. Yeah, it, it, is it something that stands out, or you see somebody landing somewhere? Unexpectedly, that you that you uh, didn't expect them to be there. Is are you going? To, you think we're going to see a lot of movement with with trade deadline approaching and teams being able to go get those last couple of pieces to make a run at a championship?
3: I do think that we yeah. are going to see some key role player movement in trades. I don't think nothing big will happen. I think the big move has already happened with James Harden. But when you look at teams like Philly, when you look at teams like the Lakers. When you look at teams like the Bucks, I mean, you got to think teams are going to do some retooling because of what's being done in Brooklyn. Now, I like my role players in L.A., but we got to get a big. Can we go get Hassan Whiteside? I'll take that. Can we even go back and get JaVale McGee? Come, go get him. Take him. Bring him back. Can we get Andre Drummond? The Lakers' needs is another big, but what are we going to give up? In a perfect world, we'll be able to get somebody out of off of a buyout. But I don't know if Hassan Whiteside is going to be a buyout. And I don't know if Andre Drummond is going to be a buyout. Other than that, I, I really don't expect nothing major, just some key role players getting moved around. The Lakers can ill afford to lose KCP. Caruso for defensive purposes going later on. But um we'll see what they do. But I don't expect nothing crazy to take place. I was thinking Bradley Bill could be on his way out, but it doesn't look like it's gonna happen because Washington is starting to win games. Yeah. Russell Wilson so Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook is sound like look like he's turning it around and relying on Bradley Bill. And, and since he's averaging 25, 9, and 8 in the last six games, which the Wizards are five and one. Uh, in their last six games. So, other than him, nah, I don't see nothing. What about you?
1: Um, it's one thing I don't think we will see it, but I would love to see it happen, and I would be excited about it if it happened. Kyle Lowry came out and said if it was some one place, he would, would, would go one place. When trade rumors had started about him, he said he want to go home to Philly, and I think him going to Philly D would be awesome for the Seventy Six. It would be. You know why it would be because you're taking pressure off of Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a a true, you're going to have a championship level floor general in Philly. And the things that that that, that could do for that team could be amazing. I don't know if it would be enough to beat the Nets. But I think if that trade was to happen, I think they can battle the Nets, man, for this thing. I don't think it'd be as easy as you think it would be. No. You know, I don't so, think it'd be easy now. I think <clears throat> I really, I really, be- I would really love to see Kyle Lowry go back home to Philly and play for the Philadelphia 76.
3: Okay. I-, I would like to see that as well. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of get a sense that Kyle Lowry's time in Toronto is coming to an end, especially mm-hmm. with the emergence of Van Vliet. Van Vliet can't keep coming off the bench. No, he can't. He can't keep coming off the bench. So I agree with you there all right man so that's going to wrap up our national basketball association talk for this week we'll be getting back to the nba uh next week on our show when the league returns we're going to go ahead and transition to the national football league couple of things to talk about there. In the National Football League, we had a little bit of movement and to me, a real surprise move. Black, we had J.J. Watt sign with the Arizona Cardinals uh, this past week. And he's really gushing over the fact that he's going to play with Kyler Murray and and he's really really owning this Arizona Cardinals uh, move. So what did you think about J.J. Watt?
1: Signing with the Arizona Cardinals. I was kind of shocked by this signing. Yeah, uh, you know where I really wanted to see him at? What was that? Because I feel like they're a team that could potentially make some noise uh, next year and it really surprised a lot of us uh, this year. Was the Cleveland Browns? Him and uh, him and uh, Miles Garrett on that def- on on those ends, man. I thought that could have been something amazing for the Cleveland Browns, especially having his presence there, but. He wanted to be on the team uh, back with D-Hop and wanted to play with Kyler Murray. You know, I, I don't know how much winning Arizona is going to do. You know, are they good enough with J.J. Watt to have one of the better defenses in the league? I don't think so because he's not an every-down defensive player anymore. But the money this man got, oh, my God, D. I was like, what? <clears throat> Are you kidding? This man got twenty six million of what? Thirty two million guaranteed. Twenty six million of it guaranteed mm-hmm. out of thirty two million. So nineteen million. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. So I was kind of. I was like, wow. Like I wasn't expecting him to get that much money, but and I'm just looking at it like, man. Like J J. Watt. Like you said a couple shows ago, J J. Watt was easily let go, and Deshaun Watson still stuck in Houston. I. It's crazy to me, man. But. Shout out to JJ Watt, man, for, for signing with Arizona. Not the place that I wanted to see him at, but you know, good luck with uh, good luck to him there.
3: Yeah, really surprised. Really surprised that he chose Arizona. I was looking at Buffalo and uh and Cleveland for great landing spots for JJ Watt where he could really shine. Arizona is an up-and-coming team, but let's keep it real. I mean, how many of us see Arizona even winning their division next year? I mean, how many of us see Arizona. Getting to a conference championship, how many else see Arizona in the Super Bowl? They have a nice thing going. They got some nice young players and an exciting young head coach. But I thought JJ Watt wanted to win. I thought he wanted to get his position, get in the position to win. And who's winning right now? Well, Buffalo's winning. Cleveland's winning. Arizona didn't make the playoffs. And Kyler Murray is a young, exciting quarterback. But for J.J. Watt to, you know, reveal, he sent Kyler a message saying, hey, the reason I'm here is because of you. I believe in you. Okay, that's cute. But when it comes down to it, I mean, what are you going to do against the Rams? <laughs> when it comes down to it, I mean, what are you going to do against San Francisco 49ers when they get revamped? Lord knows they get get Deshaun Watson. What you mm. going to do? I mean, you in a position where, let's keep it real, the Arizona Cardinals might not make the playoffs next year. They mm. might go 8-8 eight and eight again. Not saying that they, would I be surprised if they if they don't make it? No. Would I be surprised if they do make it? No. But J.J. Watt said he wanted to win, and it seems like he went to Houston West because the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals have been doing the same thing for the past two to three years, respectfully. So, yeah, I'm confused by it, and the Cardinals pay him a lot of money for what? This is a, this is a guy who can't play every down. J.J. Watt was a monster, former multiple-time defensive player of the year, but He's out of his prime. Is he still effective? Yes. Another team, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I could have seen him going back home to Wisconsin playing for the Packers. So, we'll see. It kind of sounds like to me, when Arizona Carter said, hey, we're going to give you this money for two years, kind of seen like J.J. was like, i bet. Oh, but it was rumors
1: that Cleveland offered more money than I ca- what I- Arizona offered him. I got to find that's out hard what, to believe. They, that's, that he, that's what the rumor was. I got to find when out I hard to believe. NFL Network, right. uh, they were saying how the rumor was that Cleveland offered you know more, more money. million on the first year or some somewhat he would have made more millions over the years than what Arizona made i got to find it hard to
3: believe that you wouldn't want to go play with Miles Garrett but hey we'll see all right black is russell wilson do you expect russell wilson to be a seattle seahawk week 1 do you think he is in seattle week 1
1: um i think he is until i until i see differently then i'm not going to believe what's going on there I know it's been a lot of talk, a lot of rumors, a lot of stuff generating with that, but until I see him uh, get the alert that he's with another team, he'll be in Seattle.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of with you too. I'm kind of leaning towards him staying in Seattle. I really don't see uh how Seattle lets him go with the division that they're in. If Russ keeps making noise about it, if Russ keep talking like he's talking and he gets more serious about it, then yeah, I can see him leaving, but I don't think Russ's serious about leaving. I know we joke all the time that, hey, Sierra ready to go. Sierra, his beautiful wife, is ready to go. But I just don't see a situation where Seattle lets him go. And I don't see Russ as the guy that's going to be dug in and demand a trade. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. So, you know, we'll keep our eyes close to that. But each week, isn't it funny, the last two to three weeks, we've been hearing a lot of talk about Russell Wilson possibly not being the Seahawks
1: quarterback. It's crazy how much uh, we've been hearing. like. Yeah. It's crazy how you we starting to see now uh, players wanting to take control of their careers, man. You know, so even with Deshaun, like we not. It's crazy that we not getting much movement about Deshaun. That's what that's what's shocking about him because he's he's one of the players you would think. You know, Houston, what you're not doing anything. Even with Deshaun there, you're not going to do anything. I agree. I agree. I agree. So we'll you, see. You, you don't have anything in the draft. You don't have any. Once you get something for him, and they will him go. They will. Won't
3: whether you get they want something to for
1: him, you know this man already has come out and said, and even Jalen Ramsey did an interview, and they're represented by the same agent. He said, "Yeah, I don't. Basically, I don't. That y'all won't be seeing Deshaun in the Houston Texans jersey no more. No, nah. no. Nah. So it's just crazy how much you know. It's, it's, you you starting to see the quarterbacks." take control of their career and, you know, want more than, than the horrible situations that they're in.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll keep our eyes and ears close to that. All right, Black, we have free agency coming, man. Almost that time. Free agency yeah. on the way in the National Football League. We know we're real excited down here in Duval with the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of potential moves that could be happening in this city. Um, a lot of moves happening around the National Football League, and me and Black will be going, or, be go, or will be doing some special editions uh, with the free agency, uh, the NFL draft live show. We're going to be doing that again this year. So, the NFL offseason is dwindling down. The new NFL year is kicking in. So, Black, how excited are you, man? I know specifically down here in the Bangham, down here in Duval County, man. How excited are you for this free agency uh, period to
1: begin? Man, I'm excited. Just been hitting a lot of different things, man, from listening to the radio and. You know, seeing things on Bleacher Report, ESPN, man. It, you know what the one thing that's excites me, D, is good that? to finally see the Jaguars in a good light on Sports Center, NFL Network. Anytime people talking about the Jaguars, I seen we have seen the Jaguars more than anything over the over the past few months here because they hold the number one pick, and we know we all know who's getting ready to come to Jacksonville. So I want to say this one thing that I heard, and I. And, D, I think you're going to have a rebuttal on this. Okay. As well. All of you reporters, media, Mm. whoever you are, Jaguar haters, whatever you may be, I don't want to hear no freaking rumors about no Zach Wilson being the number one pick in the draft. Mm. Y'all just stop it. Trevor Lawrence... That blue-eyed angel from Clemson, South Carolina, will be the number one pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So y'all stopping with all this Zach Wilson crap or Urban Myers going to his pro day. Yeah, he's a coach. He's supposed to go. That's his job, to go evaluate talent, but he would not be the number one pick in this draft. I'm sick of hearing it. It it just has to be something thrown in the mix what it, it being a Trevor Lawrence is not a lot for Jacksonville, but he is. So y'all need to stop it. I'm tired of hearing it. Another thing is I'm just so excited about free agency, man. Uh, Jacksonville can sign anywhere from seven to eight free agents, man, and it's going to be a lot of uh, a a lot of people looking at the Jaguars because we got the cap space. And once the uh, the new TV deal and everything comes out here in a in a few days or uh, a week or so. Then we're going to see how much more money the Jaguars will have. But they said they're expecting media, NFL Network, ESPNs are expecting the Jaguars to slide anywhere from seven to eight players in free agency. So, D, I'm excited about this, man. Jacksonville, Jacksonville could, to, could really look like a brand new team all, all over again from what we've seen last year.
3: Listen, I'm not going to exuberate much <laughs> energy With this Zach Wilson BS who went up to uh, Coastal Carolina and took an L. You hear me? (laughs) Zach Wilson went to Coastal Carolina and took an L. Yes, he did. Trevor Lawrence lost to possibly the greatest college football team of all time in the national championship game and took an L. And then he turned around and lost to a pissed off Ohio State team who would have beat Coastal Carolina by 90. Stop. what? What are we talking about? You tell me. What do we? Shut up! <laughs> With the number one pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars will select Trevor Lawrence. End of story. And if I if somebody asks me something ridiculous about what I think about Zach Wilson, bruh, just just be ready to fade me, bruh. <laughs> and I don't like the result of violence, man. But somebody be, gonna ask you. Just be ready to fade me, bro. <laughs> Just shut up about this. The Jaguars already got the Trevor Lawrence jerseys printed, bro. We just waiting on it uh, to be official, man. So I'm also looking forward to the free agency uh signing period. <clears throat> a lot of good names out there. Jaguars will be at the front of the line for a lot of team for a lot of names. So I'm really interested to see how we really get this thing going, man. So like I said, me and Black will be doing a special edition. Probably a couple of them on free agency. And uh, of course, we'll be ramping it up for the draft as well. So very exciting time to be a National Football League fan, okay? Alright, let's go ahead Let's see, let's see Oh It's time to talk about some UFC, man We've been putting it off, man It's a spectacular night uh, In the world uh, of the Ultimate Fighting Championship <laughs>
2: <It's
0: time! laughs> New Sports Desk
1: Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk he lied you're listening to the sports show Boy, what? what did you do in camp
3: all right black man ufc 259 took place last night man and the night didn't go as we thought we went. But all in all, man, um, I think we got some real good content that we could talk about right now with UFC nine. I have some some real things that I realized last night uh, watching this pay-per-view as well. But, Black, let's go ahead and get uh, get the the, the the particulars out of the way. Let's go ahead and start with the light heavyweight championship of the world. We had uh, Jan Blakowicz defeat. Israel Adesanya by unanimous decision last night in the main event. Izzy suffering his first ever MMA loss. He failed to become the fifth ever simultaneous champion in UFC history. So Black, what were your thoughts on what you've seen in the fight? And was the loss was the loss warranted by Adesanya? Did Jan do everything he needed to do? to retain his 205 title last night.
1: Um, from from what I've from, from I seen I think that he did he did what it take to retain his title. Um, he was, we seen that he was the bigger man in there, you know, (laughs) he weighed the little guy down, you know, but at first, you know, at first, boy, they was throwing some blows, man. They was, they they were heat. they They were throwing throwing some heat and I was shocked to see, uh, Israel take some of those big shots. Big shots. If if y'all hit you with sleepy, you exactly. So, Um and then it kind of you know in the, going into the the last rounds you know it kind of got away from that yeah and uh, I gotta agree with Dana man there's no way this fight was a unanimous decision it wasn't you know it wasn't and, and 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 I agree with with Dana again like this ref something have to be done about this refereeing here in some of these fights we've seen some bogus uh decisions decisions go I and mean, then you looking at a I'm looking at the... I'm like, it's no way. Like, uh, Adesanya didn't get blowed out the water in this fight. No. Nah. You know, uh, uh Blackowicz won the rounds he needed to win to yeah. retain his title. That's what you expect from a from a guy like him. He was the bigger man and we seen that. You know, Blackowicz came back into that fight 230-something pounds. Yeah. And Israel Adesanya was still 200 pounds. If that. You know, so... Man, he did everything that it took for him to uh to retain his title, and uh, I think he'll have the have that title around his waist uh f- for for a while.
3: You know, I learned something. Uh, I learned something last night watching uh, Adesanya and uh, Blackowitz uh, last night. When you seen Conor McGregor move up in weight, what was the underlying fact? Well, Connor cut a lot of weight to get to one forty-five. Yes, he did a lot. So yes, he, did. he walks around just like a lightweight did at one fifty-five. No problem. Matter of fact, Connor, Look to weight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Connor was bigger than Alvarez, moving up from forty-five to fifty-five to go after that belt. Then you had the same situation with Amanda Nunes. Mm-hmm. Amanda Nunes in her weight class, and she's uh, at one thirty-five. She cuts a lot of weight to get down to 35, but she walks around at a 145 weight. That's why you seen when her and Cyborg were next to each other, Nunez looked a little bigger than Cyborg because she cuts a lot of weight. And this story is so one and so, even Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier is a heavyweight fighting at light heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Even though Stipe was the taller man, he wasn't the bigger man. DC held his own weight-wise. Immediately when I saw Adesanya Stand next to Black Witch. This was Friday when I saw them do their face off. Yeah. I said, oh boy. <laughs> I said, oh boy. I said, yo, Izzy looks really small next to this dude. And right there I changed my pick. Mm. I didn't I didn't come out and tell nobody. But I just I honest to God, I changed my pick. Okay. I said Beyond's gonna win this by decision. He's gonna wear down sign Adesanya because is gonna try to play keep away. And he did. Now here's the twist. I thought Adesanya won the first three rounds of that fight. out Outstriking, outpointing Blackowitz, Leg kicking, I thought he won the first three rounds of that fight. And I thought Blackowicz won those last two rounds easily and quite honestly probably got a 10-8 round in the fourth round because he literally sat on top of Adesanya the entire fourth round and got off some devastating shots. Am I saying Israel won the fight? No, I'm not. But I'm more comfortable with Blackowitz winning by split decision mm-hmm. than unanimous. Those cards were a lie. I agree. They make the loss on Adesanya look like worse than what it was. Adesanya didn't take no damage. He didn't. Adesanya was fine after that fight.
1: Yeah, because I was looking at him. I was like, did they fight?
3: No significant shots.
1: Oh, neither one <laughs> of them. Nothing
3: really damaged him. But it was a chess, chess move chess match okay. between the two. And Blackowicz in the fourth and the fifth round did what he had to do. And I guess it's what you remember last that got him to victory, in my opinion, should have been split decision. He won. He won. Was it anything for Izzy to be ashamed of? I'm going to say no. Because when you look at a John Jones moving up in weight versus this guy moving up in weight, it's not the same. John Jones is a 205er who is really a heavyweight when he walks around. And you could tell by the size that he put on now getting ready for heavyweight. So, but the one thing that unfortunately is going to have to stop is currently right now, Israel Adesanya cannot be considered as the GOAT. Mm. Israel Adesanya cannot be considered better than John Jones. Israel Adesanya will now take a step back in a lot of conversations. Now, will he have an opportunity to regain stature and throw his name back into the hat as the GOAT? Yeah, but not right now. Adesanya has been chased back to 185 He has to go back to 185 Could I see him taking another 205 fight in the future? Yeah, but it won't be for the title It won't be for the title It'd be against somebody else who's going to be a pretty good fight At that weight class If he goes back, henceforth Canceling any super fight with John Jones what Yeah, and, and,
1: and, and that's what was crazy to me D Because I never knew that the John Jones fight was on the table For December so why is that coming out now that he's lost that is off the table? Why John, didn't we know that? John from put that junk? out there. John okay. put that out there. So he put it out there. John so, Jones put it, so it out there. So that was gonna be a real
3: thing. John Jones, John Jones put it out there after Izzy lost. John Jones wasn't speaking on it before Adesanya fought Blackowitz. He but, wasn't saying nothing. But, but it was Dana, real deal.
1: But I looked at Dana's press of the presser no, press deal? of today and Dana was like, the John Jones fight is off the table. Yeah. So this was something that was that was Considered. being talked being talked about so what were we going to see? Like, well, if, he, if Izzy was to win that, we weren't going to see John at heavyweight? Him come back to 205 to fight, well, fight Izzy? Well, yeah,
3: John's getting the heavyweight title shot this summer. John's getting that title shot at heavyweight this summer. This fight while Adesanya was going to be in December at the end of the year, and it was going to be at 205. That's what the MMA junkie uh uh channel is saying on Twitter wow. that this fight would have been at 205, John Jones and Adesanya.
1: And what did we just say last, last week when we was talking? Mm-hmm. How do we see John Jones now with all that weight? Yeah. How did he make it back? To, I don't see how D he make it back to 205 to fight Izzy if he won that belt. You yeah. know, I know we just talking about, but it was just kind of shocking to me that that came out then. I'm. I didn't know that was some. I didn't know that was the reason. You know, I thought Izzy would just want to do what the other double champs did. I never knew that it was a John Jones fight on the table if he won at two oh five.
3: Yeah, that, that that fight has been 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 talked about for probably like the last year.
1: Yeah, but it really wasn't. I didn't know if it was any truth to it because yeah, it, was. it would have been hard for. It would have been hard for you know. Is We didn't know if Izzy could make the weight. Which you he didn't can't. make 205. He was lighter, lighter than 205. 200. He was 200. And then you got John, who we see looking like a beast and putting on all his weight to go to heavyweight and try to capture that belt, losing all that weight, coming back to 205D. It's just kind of hard for me to wrap my head around how does that happen. I see you, but if it needed
3: to happen, <laughs> it would have happened if it would have okay. been a super fight. If it needed to happen, John would have lo- lost the weight and would have got back to 205, probably rather comfortably because of the potential of this mega fight. Let's keep it real. If, 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 if Izzy would have won this belt, been 21-0, simultaneous champion John Jones, goes to heavyweight, wins that title, you have three champions of three divisions in one fight. That fight happens. John Jones takes that fight. Izzy takes that fight. Dana puts that fight on in, in Las Vegas. And it happens how it was supposed to happen. But now that's off the table. Okay. Izzy's been ran back to 85. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's gonna be there. I don't expect to see Adasanya come back to 205 really no time soon. Now I know he's he's gonna to want to come back to 205 and make right with it. But the way Dana was signing last night, Dana was like, he got some situations down to 85. And he does. He does because let's let's call it what it is. If Robert Whitaker wins his next fight, he's getting the rematch with Adesanya. Mm. And in my opinion, Whitaker should have got a rematch, automatic. Yeah, Whitaker because okay. he was the longest reigning champion before Israel. But then Israel goes and clears out the division. Cool, but Robert Whitaker deserves another shot.
1: He does. He has one loss, but didn't Robert Robert Whitaker beat the same people that he beat? Except me, but he's fighting Paulo Costa He's fighting Paulo Costa But he beat everybody. He beat everybody. Izzy else. beat, right? Yeah, right, right. So I That fight
3: gotta happen. It gotta happen. It gotta yeah, happen yeah, again. It gotta happen, it gotta it gotta happen again. Happen. So I think Israel got humbled. I got is I think and I hated to see it. He handled it well. He did. I
1: thought it was good sportsmanship for he him. He handled it
3: well. And you it know, was honest. Because he could have really been salty about it, but he wasn't. It was honest. And yeah. then how can you hate Yan Blackwitch? You see you this can't. guy carry himself professional. <laughs> <laughs> this, and like they call They say the man is a Viking Yeah And he is So shout out to Jan <laughs> He took advantage of the opportunity And he cashed in And he gave Israel Adesanya, Israel Adesanya His loss
1: Now let me ask you this About uh, Blackwitch. Do you see him Kind of Do you see him Trying to Could he Challenge what John Jones did In his division by kind of clearing it out, or you think that'd be tough for him to do?
3: I think it'd be tough because of the style that he fights in. Okay. Um, do I see? Look, I see Glover Teixeira possibly beating Jan Blackowitz when they fight. Like, Jan has skill. Mm-hmm. He has power. But I'm I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but ain't nothing special about Jan. Mm. When you see him in the cage. If Izzy could have put on weight, he would have beat this dude. <laughs> But he couldn't. Yeah. Izzy was fighting scared it and might. nervous.
1: It was hard to make 205. It's
3: hard to make 205. And that yo, and even though he took some good shots, but let's call it real. Like, he ain't standing there and trade with that man. No,
1: he didn't.
3: He At did. first he did. But he knew. And he felt I, that power. I, after he
1: felt he was like, okay, oh, okay. I can't keep doing this. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: So shout out to Young Black John, Young Blackwood retain his championship. Israel Adesanya Hey man, just get back to the drawing board. You're still a great fighter. We look forward to seeing what's next. All right, next up on this, man, the Lioness. Mm. The Lioness, Amanda Nunez, made exceptional quick work of Megan Anderson. Two minutes in the first round, getting a tap out. Black, what do you got on the Lioness, the greatest female fighter of all time?
1: First, I want to say this about the GOAT. She got a hell of a chin. Yes, she does. Because Megan Anderson hit her with a shot that if it was any other woman, she probably would have took him out. Amanda and, walked and, through it, and, and Amanda walked through it and got her out of here. Amanda was like, "Okay, I got to get you out of here." But it was it was good to see Amanda, Amanda be that dominant against a taller woman, somewhat bigger woman. Would you she say? Was yeah. She yeah was so it was am- it, it was it was good to see see her. You know, dominate that fight the way she do now. In my opinion, like, what else can you do at, at featherweight for her? Who is there? Like Dana White basically had, and he said in the press, in his presser, he was like, "I have to find somebody else to fight her. <laughs> he has to find someone to fight this woman, man. But like, and like he said, Nice with her, with her finishing this fight quick, she's probably going to have another quick turnaround. This is what he said. Dana White said in his presser to defend the bantamweight title against. Uh,
3: Julia Pena probably Julia
1: Pena because I think Holly Holmes Pulled out of the fight or something yeah. like that So Julia Pena probably be that And she'll get waxed the floor get, She'll get beat to To a Pope So man we could be looking at Amanda Hold on to these belts for a very long time D She could retire with them. I Like this is amazing What this woman is doing She doesn't get the credit she deserves <sighs> Hold on let me not say that She does get the credit yeah, she, she does. deserves So I'm not going to say that I'm going to take that back but she needs to be talked about, not just in women, in MMA history, what she is doing.
3: Yeah. What what's what's stopping her from being the greatest of all time? Period. There's only one fighter, in my opinion, that's stopping her from being the GOAT, and it's John Jones. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna keep it real. If John Jones will go, don't go get this heavyweight belt. I'm putting a man new Nunes in front of him. He gotta go get it. Okay. John Jones got it. Look, bro. This woman is defending two titles in two divisions simultaneously.
1: For This is two years now. It's crazy. And it's crazy. We talking about John. I'm, we think about all the great John's done. and every He's cleared out the divisions over and over at 205, over and over again. But he's never held two belts simultaneously like some of these other people. And we call him basically, if John go win heavyweight, we're going to call him the GOAT. Yeah. But he's never held two belts at the same time. He hasn't. You know, so it's it's, it's weird, and I agree with you. If John get this done, it's going to be hard to take him off that throne. You know, it's been the GOAT. But it's... It's done. It's done. (laughs) I wonder, would that ever be something that he wants to do because some of the other greats that we, we consider... You know, nah. held these belts too Nah cause he's he better time. than all of them
3: <laughs> Like John better than all of them The people who've been simultaneous champions He's better yeah. than all of them yeah. But I think John has to go get this heavyweight title Let's yes. say John gets a shot at Stipe Well he's going to get a shot at Stipe Whether it's Nganu And he loses to them And John gets a blemish Amanda Nunes will be the greatest of all time It won't be no discussion And here's why I say that Whether you're talking about the hands When you're talking about grappling Or you're talking about submission We seen to do it all We have to everybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody sleeps on that KO win versus Cyborg.
2: No one talks why. about
3: how huge that win was. I don't know. This why. woman, Cyborg, was a destroyer for a decade. People were scared to fight her. The, Megan Anderson, the woman who Amanda Nunes fought last night, was scared of Cyborg and pulled out of the championship fight against Cyborg at 145. Was not hurt. Pulled out. Mm. This is who we talking about who Amanda Nunez KO'd. Put her to sleep. <laughs> There's only one fight for Amanda Nunez. And it's Valentina Shevchenko.
1: I don't think it ever happens. It will. Because she can't make that weight, D. She can make 35. She can't make 35. Oh, it's she, it's hard for her to make 35. No, nah, she can make Dana it. was
3: talking about it. He she can make 35. He said it's hard for
1: her to make 35.
3: She can make 35.
1: That's the reason why they got her at what, straw weight, whatever She can it is. make
3: 35. She can make it. But that's the only fight. If you're looking for a super fight or relevancy. There's no the,
1: other super fight for her.
3: Except Shashanko. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. So if you're looking for a relevant fight, of a super super fight or two of the best, you got to get that third fight with Shashanko. Because I'm going to keep it real. I thought Nunes lost that second fight with Shashanko. I think that fight was razor close mm-hmm. between those two the second time they and fought. And that was
1: before she got the belt, right? They yeah, neither, one, twice of they, yeah, neither okay, one of them were champions. Yeah, neither one of them champions. they fought twice before. Right. Okay, all right. Right,
3: neither one of them were champions. Okay. So Shashanko
1: has gotten a lot better. Yes, she has. And she is a serious problem with that striking. Yeah. But I think this fight coming up, she got what? Oh, girl, is going to be. It's tough. going to be a tough it's one. It's a tough for. one. But yeah. I got
3: Shashanko winning. Of course. But, of course.
1: Shashanko and Nunez
3: get it done. We need to see this a third time. Both the champions put new Nunez's 35 bet on the line, and let's see what happens. All right? All right, let's get to the controversy, man. Al Jermaine Funkmaster Sterling is your new Bantamweight champion, but he won it by disqualification. Peter Yan in the fourth round at the 429 mark. Illegally knee, nasty knee. It was bad. Nasty knee to Funkmaster Disqualification, title change hand, change hands. Sterling is your new champion. Black, what'd you think about the controversy? What'd you think
1: about one, the illegal knee, and two, Black? Should you lose your championship on the disqualification? I don't think you should, but uh, definitely, yawn. <laughs> definitely, yawn. Meant uh, he meant to do it because he looked at his corner and they told him to knee him, and he, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He meant he meant to do it, but. Before that happened, Yan uh, was was getting in the groove. I he think was. this fight, I think this fight would have potentially been stopped. Yeah, was uh, he would have wore yeah. he would have wore Sterling down, and I think Sterling knew knew that. Yeah, I think he knew that that fight was coming to an end. But um, I I think that's why he took that belt off and put it in the middle of the ring the way he did because Yan, uh, I I heard something today, and it said uh, it said Sterling had. Uh, 17 17 attempts of takedowns and he only he only one. got one out of 17 and they say Yan had like seven and he got all seven on Sterling so um I think Yan was on his way man to defending his belt before the the DQ but I think that's something Dana needs to look at uh, champions shouldn't lose their belt on a on a DQ you know I think that's something they need that they need to change that rule
3: yeah I agree the championship shouldn't have changed hands on DQ. Peter Young was dead wrong. His corner was dead wrong. They, you know, that was nasty, man. And I agree with you. The fight was taking a turn late in the fourth. It looked like Peter Young was taking complete control of this fight. Aljamain Sterling didn't look himself. He was over-pursuing. He was doing things that we had never seen him do. He was getting away from the game plan of his coaches. He just looked out of whack and out of sync. Didn't look good out there. But, um, you know, do... <laughs> Look, for all the people out there who said Al Sterling was acting and he, he should have won an Oscar for his performance. T.J. Dillashaw said something. I've seen some people on Twitter say, oh, this dude is just acting. Do me a favor. Go find somebody around your weight. Get on one knee, put your hand on the ground, expose your face, and let somebody knee you in your face as hard as they can, and you let me know within a five-minute span you've recovered. Let me know. I'm free this weekend if you want me to do it. Anybody out there who wants me to come to you, you get on one knee, expose your face, one hand on the ground, and let me knee you in the face, and I guarantee you, you'll be waking up in the hospital Hmm. asking what the hell happened. Hmm. That man was concussed. That man was loopy. There was no way that man could have continued that fight. The belt change of hands, I don't agree with. But we know it's going to be a part two And it's going to happen immediately Immediately, Aljamain Sterling Pidion 2 is going to be happening I hated that that happened last night It is what it is The rules are the rules That's the first time a belt has changed hands Due to disqualification But it is what it is But hey Aljamain, keep your head up You put in the work You was in the fight It wasn't your fault that you got need in the face mm-hmm. So you're the champion now but you're going to have a chance to go out there and validate you being a champion. Somebody needs to let Adjermaine Sterling know that. You're going to get a chance to show why you're the champion. And I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it, man. <clears throat> Talk about UFC last night. We got some bigger fights coming up at the end of the month. Steve Ste, Ooh, wee. Francis Ganu. I believe that is March 26th. My, my. Man. <laughs> <laughs> massive fight, massive fight in the heavyweight division. Ooh boy, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that, my boy.
1: Man, if you, you know, we talk about a lot of things. Do we really don't never talk about Stipe Like, right. if Stipe was to Beat <laughs> to win this again, like, what does this put Stipe at? Like, oh, he's a, goal he's a go heavyweight. <sighs> he's a go
3: heavyweight. He's a gold heavyweight, and he's already beaten Ganu.
1: He's already beat
3: him. Yeah, he's already beat him. He's already beat him.
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm just. I don't think it's, I, I, it's a toss up for me with this fight. But I'm just thinking about let's just go. Let's just. I'm just looking ahead here. I'm just wishful thinking. Like if he was to beat Nganu, fight John, and then retain against John as well. Like, how do we look at him now? Like as far as UFC, like where, where is he at? I if gotta he think was about to that. All that off, I gotta think about it. You know, because <laughs> he's I gotta finna think fight. About a, it. He finna fight one of the most dangerous guys once again on the twenty six, and then basically, if he was to win that, go and fight the number one pound for pound, the goat, and John Jones for a heavyweight title. And if he was to do that, the I would be like, wow.
3: Yeah, that have to be a serious conversation. That would be. Yeah, and we will have it. And
1: we, we, we oh, will man, have man That's crazy I was just thinking about that Because yeah. we really don't ever talk about Stipe Yeah You know Stipe done, done some amazing things Even with his His trilogy fights With Daniel Cormier You know We kind of gave up on this guy And he came back And proved everybody wrong He
3: did he You did. know
1: So we're well, we going to see Man I'm excited about I'm excited about this fight Uh it's gonna be fireworks, man. I think this time around, the first time we just seen, yeah, we seen Stepe really sit on uh, on I don't think that's really gonna happen nah, this nah, time. Nah, nah, nah. So Ngano
3: know this is his yeah. last chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. I I think this is that fight is gonna be more exciting than what we what we got last night. I think. Oh this is yeah, it. for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it though. For sure. Yeah. yeah, can't wait. Can't wait.
3: All right, man. We're gonna get into some other news, man. And we're gonna get out of here black we have a new wwe champion and his name is bobby lashley my boy now before you let me know how you feel about lashley being the champion i'll be the first to say that i drug Lashley's name through the dirt over the past year but i'm happy for bobby lashley i love his new look with the hurt business i love the storyline i think wwe kind of hit us out of nowhere with it because we didn't see it coming and it kind of worked Really, really well Him defeating the men Strangling them to death Becoming the new champion Henceforth Him becoming the third ever Black WWE champion Your first one was The Rock Your second one was Kofi Kingston Your third one is now Bobby Lashley Overall, this is your fifth Your fifth Black world champion In WWE history Booker T Ron Simmons The other two Like, what do you think about Lashley Finally getting his just due After 15 years?
1: I have to apologize To Bobby Lashley (laughs) Because I was watching Raw last Monday, and when I seen The Miz run out of the ring with the belt and got counted out, I just gave up on the rest of the night. Cause sure. I was just, I just, I, I was just like, is just really going to happen? You know, I really wanted to see if, if, uh, if Bobby Lashley would have had the, the chance to, which he end up getting when I turned back. Bobby Lashley was raising the bell as the champ And I was like, oh man, I missed it But, yeah. you know, shout out to him, man It's history, man um, This is this is, this is is a good thing, you know Be a black champ in the WWE It's an amazing thing for him I hope this is something that the WWE can grow on I'm ready to see how long They're going to keep this belt on Bobby Lashley You know, what's the storyline going to be Going into WrestleMania, Fastlane and then WrestleMania So I'm excited to see, you know Moving forward What they have in store For Bobby Lashley As the WWE Champion
3: Yeah I think it's exciting man I think he He got his just due And I'm excited for him I'm excited for him Looking forward to see What they do Leading up into Mania Well done Well deserved Bobby Lashley And uh Hey We've been hard on you Here at the sports desk But we're gonna congratulate you Congratulate you And give you your just due Congrats again To the new WWE Champion Bobby Lashley Alright man We had Joe Kim Noah Man finally give it up Joe Kim Noah has officially retired from the NBA. One of the most vibrant, charismatic, energetic figures in NBA history is calling it quits. Well done on the career for Joe Kim Noah. Before he got to the league, of course, he was a part of that back-to-back national championship team with the Florida Gators. And he had a fulfilling full career in the NBA. So tip of the cap to Joe Kim Noah. Black, next week, man, it's the NCAA tournament, my boy. We don't talk a lot of college basketball here. But me and Black are going to be giving you our final fours. We're going to be giving you who we think is going to cut down the nets. So really looking forward to the NCAA tournament being back. Of course, last year there was no tournament. There was no tournament it due was to COVID, it. man. It so it. we got the tournament back, and we also got some fans uh, in the stands for the tournament, man. So me and Black will be giving you our thoughts on college, the college basketball tournament, man, taking place in just a couple of weeks. All right. All right, man. That's pretty much gonna wrap up the show, man. A nice, good two full hours for y'all, man. Here at the Sports Desk, Black. Anything for our listeners before we get out of here? There was
1: one thing I wanted to ask you, D. I okay. didn't know if it was true or not. Maybe what you, got? you can, you can, uh. Piggyback off this and tell me what you know about it. All right. Did I see something about a Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield three fight? I did not see that. I did not see that. Huh? I did not see that. You didn't see that. I didn't see that. No. Okay. Uh, I seen somebody had a poster and I was looking. I was like, this can't be true. And they had it on the same uh, fight poster with T uh, T Tifa the what Lopez with Lopez because he's his next fight is going to be on. What Triller Network boxing yeah, yeah. or whatever, and then I seen uh Tyson Holyfield uh, three po- uh, on a poster with them, and I was like, Hold on, this can't, this can't be right. This cannot be right. And I hope it's I not. Right. I should have screenshotted and let you see it, but I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope I, I pray that it's not true. I pray that it's yeah, not true. Yeah,
3: I haven't heard any announcements on that. Haven't heard anything in particular on that. I hope that it is not true. But, hey, you just never know what's going to take place <laughs> from week to week in the sports world. For, hell, we got Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson just a few months ago. Oh, man. So, we'll see about that, my boy. Um, Let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, rocking with me and Black Man, everything with the sports desk, man. We appreciate it. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, for calling in, uh, chopping it up with his homeboys again. Um, you guys hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, me, Dedrick Jr., Twitter Instagram. Y'all chop it up, man. Let's talk some sports. Me and Black got a lot more things coming this year with the sports dance. We're going to be outside. Our faces are going to be seen. We're going to be doing a lot of things to promote the sports this man. So we hope you all looking forward to it. Shout out to our team as well, Rashad, Smooth, said, Shout out to those guys, man. And, of course, Freddie Bricks, man. Shout out to Freddie Bricks out there.
1: Black, got anything? Yeah, man, y'all can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at E N 3 man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Appreciate all the love from everybody, all the support, all the love. Like D just said, big things coming, man. I'm looking forward to it. We uh got some good things in store coming y'all way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves
3: out there. And me and Black will see you very, very shortly.
4: No,
3: no, no. It no, hey, is no, reduced lunch no, sports, no, Come on now. No, 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 no.